Welcome to another edition of Mass, Mats, and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can also email the show at MMMShow75 at gmail.com. These are my two cohorts slash co-hosts. Their names are... What's the ugly one's name? That would be... Um... Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his mouth's full. I'm oh, sorry. Let me... National Donut Day. I'm on number two so it far. It is National oh, Donut Day. It wasn't full of a donut. For our 10th it... uh, episode anniversary, we're having donuts on National Donut Day. So. And it's all us. So introduce Choose yourself, buddy. Choose and woos. Woo! Woo! I'm Byron Turk at Byron Fever on various social media platforms. Uh, find me there and like all my stuff. Don't go to his Instagram. Don't do it. Go to my Instagram. Don't go to his Instagram. Save yourself like trouble. Like all of my selfies. Hashtag Billy Fever. Uh, look at all my pictures of my cat. And it's me. It's me. It's that C-A-S-E-Y because we like you. Oh, At Lucha cute. Gringo. You can call me Mr. Nielsen, not to be confused with Pippi Longstocking's monkey that has the same name. Oh, is that your new gimmick? Because I saw you're, you're, you're trying to hand out new gimmicks for people, right? I know you yeah. got an urban gimmick. And I'm going to be Mr. And... Nielsen. I'm going to wear my sunglasses all the time like Mr. Hughes and have narcolepsy and fall asleep whenever Byron talks. Wait, if you give out everyone else's gimmick, don't we get to give out yours? No, because you guys will be dicks and give me like Holy some kind shit. of exotico gimmick. Byron, that's your third fucking donut. Yeah, but the first one the since podcast the podcast just started. started. Oh my god! Jesus Christ! The count starts over. You're press a record. Fat, fat, fat man. No, I pushed record for a while. The music was playing. You were already. That was Dude, when you got your second. You one. have eaten two donuts in two minutes and five seconds. Yeah, this is the fattest podcast out there. This is. I don't know. This uh, is, ooh, hey. I got chocolate on my finger. Dude, okay. I'm eating a donut mm. and drinking a Slurpee, and I cannot be happier right now. Um, Actually, I could. We do have a lot to talk about today besides mm-hmm. just eating donuts and chews and woos. Woo! Yeah, we got some cool Woo! shit, dude. Um, Shout out to donuts. We've got another great episode of Lucha Underground to talk about, mm-hmm. which, man, I have a poll running right now about what you think is the best hour-long cult show on TV right now between Game of Thrones, Preacher, Orphan Black, and Lucha Underground. And Lucha Underground is leading by like 93% or something. Then again, a lot of people who follow me on Twitter are probably Lucha Underground fans. But I follow a lot of clone clubbers and you know a lot of Preacher fans and stuff too. So mm-hmm. there should be a decent ratio in there. But man, Lucha Underground right now is like hitting its freaking stride. I think you're seeing... Mm-hmm. Right now, this is the stuff that down the line people are going to be talking about. Like, look, season one was, you know, enough to get everyone excited about the fact that there was a cool new product out there, but they did not really hit their stride until right now in season, like the middle of season two, I think is the stuff that will be the stuff of legend to a lot of people for a long time. And season three, like we've seen some of the stuff that goes down for season three and mm-hmm. it'll blow your damn mind. I think that's going to be the one that really puts it over the top where people are just like, damn, we were stupid for not watching. Well, season one, half of it, they're a trying to figure out what they were doing and B still trying to get their guys across the border, you know, mm-hmm. like half of, is it rude um, to chew while Byron's talking? Oh, is it good for him to drink fucking whiskey laced coffee at, Oh, it's 11 o'clock. Is it good to drink whiskey with an Irish coffee? What okay. are you racist? You don't like Irish people? I think on calling their it an Irish coffee is fucking racist, first no. of all. That's like trying to say all Irish people drink. Yeah, I'm not using an Irish whiskey. Okay. Yeah, what are you? You should be drinking Bullet. Bushmills. You should be drinking a Slurpee like me, son. Son of a bitch. I got, I got sort of 
not yelled at, but sternly talked to on our show because I had the wrong whiskey in the house. I had Jameson, and I was supposed to have Bushmills. Yeah. You are supposed to have fucking Bushmills. Do you know what my grandmother would do to you if you walked in the house with a bottle of JMO? I, I don't. But she I would my slap lesson. the shit out of you with a Protestant Bible. That's I, what she would do. I learned my lesson. Jesus Christ. Slancha. There's, there's a lot to learn when, when, uh, when you're uh, graduating from school and you're going to work as a PA on your first set. And there's all sorts of like etiquette and stuff to learn. You're so a goddamn work. ginger. You're supposed to know what kind of whiskey to drink. You and you went to, you went to a total hair. party school. There's a lot to learn. There's <laughs> and don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for Jameson, like you know, in the basement of a Catholic church when you're playing bingo. Wow. There's time and a place mm-hmm. for it. But bingo, who's bingo? Oh my god, Jesus! Oh, Listen, who, anyway, who what I was saying about Lucha Underground is, people, if you're listening to this show, you're probably already fans of Lucha Underground. But if not, it is not too late to get on board. I know a lot of my friends are like MMA fans and maybe they're listening to this because they're MMA fans or something, but please, it is not too late to get on board. You will not regret it. This is like when I picked <laughs> up on Breaking Bad was probably season two or three and then I went back and watched it. You can mm-hmm. watch this stuff on iTunes. Hopefully they get on Hulu or Netflix or something too because I think that'll really make yeah. a huge difference going forward. But it's not too late to get on board to something special, to be on the ground floor. I still consider this the ground floor, especially yeah. TV-wise. Oh, it is. They're, I mean, they aren't still completely set up with how they're going to run, over, how they want to run yeah. like, in the long term. You know, it's... And it if you don't do is. it now, you're going to want to binge later. And it's like, yeah. it's going to take a lot more effort later. Like, get, get on board now because the Lucha train is still kind of at the station, but clearly it's a, it's a luxury liner. And anybody who's already on board has got a better seat than you. So yeah. jump yeah. on board now while you still can. It's, I've got a fucking great seat. <coughs> Front up. row. Shut up. Oh, that's true. That's true. Byron's uh, sad because he's <laughs> not, Byron's not coming to the taping. I, Casey, I, did, you know, I, I had it. a few people insane. who, who, who combated your, Theory of who got the most camera time out of the Lucha Click, and a lot of people Randy. still think it's you. But really? who do you think? Byron wasn't here for that. Who do you think I wasn't it is, here. Byron? Who gets the most? Uh, well, I think it's I think it's our our buddy Vic. Uh, See, I said that's Johnny, dude. Well, here here's the thing. Um, I think it's Vic, but I'm kind of combining both Vics who oh. sit in the front oh, row. Oh, come on! So um, that's cheating. Bladed happy birthday to one of them. Um, no, it's Casey gets a lot because he's just so tall and he's also so white I think that he that, stands out. I think that that's what it is. Casey might not get the most. Like, I feel like Johnny or Vic probably does get the most. But yeah. I think that, uh, A, his shading or skin tone may help him. But I think mm-hmm. that he's, I think Casey's more memorable. And it's he also is. the fact that he looks like, you know, Home Alone or the Scream Mask whenever you see him on TV. And he's just like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is very jarring whenever they show Casey on screen. I usually, like, if I'm standing, I'll take a half step back. Yeah. Like, whoa. Um, right here, guys. It's and, dark in the um, temple, though, so I have camouflage. You don't see yeah. me too often. No, you're, I kind of blend good. in. But that's also why they get all the Terminator claps wrong, because they don't know they don't know to see you and, like, watch how you're clapping they and to really do the same thing. They really have to start doing that. The, the they rhythm... I just uh, they, they follow they follow Casey over here. Uh, you don't want to get the clap get from all... me. You want to get it from Justin. Just get the clap from Justin. Get That's the clap I from try. Justin. I try to clap loud. What happens is I don't go on Saturdays very much, and like bad habits get established on a Saturday, and then I show up on Sunday, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? You're is already this? two tapings in the bag. By Clappy that point. clap 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 
nonsense that you guys yeah. are doing. Oh. I hopefully got tickets for the tapings this weekend. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? You know what we should do? We should talk to Vampiro about that. Maybe when he hypes up the crowd, he could bring you in and just delete everyone. Listen, listen. I love Vamp. We get I love down. Vamp for a lot of things, but let's not let's not lose the fact that he is Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. He'll about- be like, I need you to clap like this motherfucker right here, brother. I mean, I would I would What's, trust Vampiro with my kids to walk them across the street or to keep them safe in like the, the mean streets of Toronto or something. But I, I don't know if I would trust him to start the claps. No, he would. The no, cheers. He, he could start those. He, he would bring you in for right. a little quick tutorial on how to clap in rhythm. Now, speaking of Canadians, I'm just going to completely segue away from this because there's no help for we the temple. We got 45 more minutes. There's no help for the temple. Let's face it. The <laughs> rhythm of the temple is just going to be what it is. I'm glad that Chance, I feel like at this part of TV right now, Chance are getting over better on TV. Like you can feel that the, the audience has gotten it better. They're more in unison with a lot of the Chance. Mm-hmm. Because before there was a lot of stuff that was just during the ring entrances and, and you would listen to matches in the first season and even in the first half of this season and it's a lot more quiet and people are watching instead of cheering their, their guts mm-hmm. out the whole time. But I can guarantee you this, people, you keep watching this show, it will be deafening through entire matches for yeah. some of this stuff coming up. And now yeah. people are backing up my fucked up chants, which is awesome. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yeah. But speaking of you Canadians... Is it, is, is it too soon to talk about Taya in a, in a podcast? It's it, always too it's soon. It's a day that starts with a T. It, it, no, is it's it? Friday. It's Friday. What the fuck? Ty, well, I'll find a Taya Friday. Have some more Irish coffee, bro. I'm on, I'm on East Coast time. So, Byron, <laughs> do you have an issue with me tweeting at Taya all the time? Is this a problem for you? I'm just wondering. No, 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 no. It's just you, you were late here and you're giving us an excuse. And I was just busting your ball saying Casey was watching you currently like her tweets instead of drive here. <laughs> okay. Which is probably what was happening. I was just guessing. Yeah, we have notifications on all of Justin's stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's possible. I might have checked out a couple of Ty's tweets today. But they're all, um, half of Lucha Underground is yeah. not around right now. Where are they? Wait, oh, Byron's... Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, We're Byron. doing some aerodynamic testing on this podcast today. Oh, and it's also a thousand fucking degrees, and we have to turn off the air conditioner. It's 76 degrees right now. But your air conditioner's so damn loud. It is. I, I feel like I'm I, inside one of your fake tornadoes on that fake show I, that you're I, on. I turned it off with my phone. Uh, the fake show I was on, I just got uh, Instagram tagged. By someone who watches the show all the time. There was recently a, a marathon of Storm Chasers, and this person took a picture of her TV. Of with, you on it? Uh, with me. But you're like 14 and in it, that show, aren't I you? Was, How old were you when you did I that? Was, uh, I started Storm Chasing when I was 25, which, so let's just say, like it wasn't that th- long 20 ago. 20 years ago? Yeah. Uh, it was. Wait, it how was old small. are you? You're younger than me? Or he's older, a, he's, he's older the oldest me, member right? of the podcast yeah. by far. He's like 45, right? I'm yeah, younger than 46. I'm younger than all of you guys. Jesus. That sounds like you bullshit. don't look it because it really sounds like you're fucking outvoted right now. Is and, what it sounds uh, like. That's but you don't vote on that. So, uh, so yeah, um, that's kind of cool. I got a, a Storm Chaser fan actually uh, posted a picture of me on Storm Chasers this past week, which is cool because it's been I would say a long time. 
about six years since the last time I did that. This does relate to Lucha Underground Wrestling or because, mixed martial arts in some fashion, right? Yes, because, uh, because when Casey was talking about it, he mentioned... Fans. When Casey was talking about it, he mentioned Storm, so I'm segueing from yeah. his... To, to talking oh, about just me. Right. Uh, now, I see you should segue to talk about but your favorite Lance Storm I was trying to segue to talking about here's, Lucha World Cup. Here's yeah. another thing. I've got oh, I was going to try to segue to that. I was going <laughs> to ask you if the human tornado has a spot in it. <laughs> no, see, we were talking about storms. This was, hold on, this was Byron's entire yeah. point. He was going to tell us this long, convoluted story about storm chasing to put himself over to get to a human tornado joke to lead us into talking about Lucha World. He's so full of shit. The easy transition is a tornado is a kind of storm. A landstorm graduate is in the Lucha World Cup women's tournament. Listen, Suck it, Byron. That's too easy. Oh, come on. Shout out to Landstorm. Love Landstorm. So fuck, I I lost my lineup because I was looking up pictures of Dumb Donald to show how it looked like Killshot. Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I love Killshot, guys. I I get some hate from some people for loving Killshot, but I I think Killshot's the best. I want a Killshot mask too. So yeah, yeah, it's funny because Justin will play the brother card and say Killshot's the man and he has to support him, but he doesn't say a damn thing about Puma. Who? Puma? 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 Puma. Who? Casey. We're doing a show. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm getting the He's fuck. getting his research <laughs> I'm back. stealing my lineup from Cubs fan, goddammit. See, and people wonder why I take notes and why I have notes for this show. Mmm, delicious Slurpee. Okay, let's go on to the World Cup, bros. Yeah, let's talk about the World Cup so we can get into this episode. Too. What There's is the World Cup? There's stuff about this uh, episode I want to talk about. But half of the Lucha Underground talent uh, are not in Los Angeles. There's no tapings this weekend because a lot of them are participating in the Lucha World Cup. I saw even mm-hmm. uh, Dario was tweeting out pictures from down there with the brass. So, Oh, Dario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Hefe's there. Hefe's there. So that means that it's, it's Lucha-related stuff, too. And they're not necessarily doing other gimmicks. A lot of them are coming as their, their Lucha Underground personas. Which is weird as fuck, actually. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. But, I mean, now, Dario, when he announced Lucha Underground, if you guys haven't watched the very first episode of the show or know anything about the AAA history, Dario uh, was actually sent out to announce the coming of Lucha Underground as a part of AAA. And it was kind of a, a coinciding angle to get, you know, Lucha Underground kicked off, which is why a lot of people knew about Lucha Underground before it even started in those first tapings, like, were mostly AAA fans that, that knew. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, they were Los Angeles or Angelino AAA fans, but they knew what was up. So what's up with the what's up with the lineup? Who's going down, Case? Holy shit. Okay, so this year, instead of just having a guys tournament, they're having a guys tournament and a girls tournament. And I'm getting the lineup from... The VoicesOfWrestling.com article that Cubs fan read, I promise you I'm only stealing his lineup. I didn't read his thoughts because I didn't want them influencing mine. So if anything sounds similar, it's just because great minds think alike. That's, what he, that's exactly what he wrote. That's weird. Yeah, word for word. I'm reading it right now. Okay, um, women's teams are fucking interesting, though. There's four of them. Team Mexico is Fabi Apache, Mari Apache, and Lady Apache. So you got two shoot sisters uh-huh. teaming with their ex-stepmom in real life. Interesting. Yeah. Because oh. she divorced Grand Apache, and then she went and married Electroshock, and I don't know if they're still together. Or That's doesn't... either a fun locker room or a great red tube segment. Oh, Doesn't one of dude, them They've have... got some weird shit in that family. 
Doesn't one of them have kind of heat with Sexy Star? She did an interview like a week ago or two weeks Fabi, ago. Fabi, right? Well, let me tell you something about Fabi and Mario Apache. Good wrestlers, but if they don't like you, they'll beat the fuck out of you in the ring. So and they, they don't like anybody. Oh. They send them in there a little hot, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they hate everyone. So chances are a lot of people in this tournament are going to get really fucked up. <laughs> but there's one person that that's not going to work against. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, let's go on to Team Canada, which is... Oh, Canada. This is what I was talking about with the storms. Your wrestling mm-hmm. girls are high. So it's, it's Taya. Canada. Taya and Yay! Casey Spinelli and Allie, who I've never fucking heard of. Allie? Who are these other two ladies? Canadians. Does it matter with, if Taya's in there? They have the leadership of Taya to guide them on to victory. Yeah, they're jobbing first round. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Allie is... Allie's been around. Cherry Bomb. Um, yeah. Festus's oh. wife. Okay, there we go. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know who Casey Spinelli is. I just don't approve of her name. Um, okay, so <laughs> Team Japan. Try oh. stiffen her, brother. <laughs> you have Yuki these, Miyazaki. These are... You have Samire Natsu. And you have the great Aja Kong. Aja Kong. Oh. I thought Aja... That's, amazing. that's the original. That's not awesome. No, that is Aja Kong. Wow. I, yeah. I have my favorite for the tournament. Yeah, so if one of the Apaches tries uh, stiffing her, they're going to get a nice spinning back fist to the dome. Fuck. And, like shoot style. <laughs> this is going to be a little more entertaining than anything else in the tournament. Wait, is Gail Kim uh, Canadian? I think she actually is. I think technically. They should have gotten her for Team Canada. Well, you know how racist Mexico is, dude. She would have been on like Team China or something. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, too soon. <laughs> it's been thousands of years. No, like a month. Okay, then there's Team TNA featuring oh. Santana Garrett, Sienna, don't know who they are, and cheerleader Melissa, who oh. not only is not in TNA, but was never cheerleader Melissa there. Yeah, she got fired, right? Yeah, as two characters. Yeah, as two, two different characters that were not that. But let's just say that where she is now... She's fabulous. No, that's Team USA or TTNA. Let's just say that where she is now, she is the second half of one of the greatest matches of this season on the show that she's on. No, that's they do have the American flag behind them. It's Team USA. Oh, I see the TNA logo, but they have the American flag and it says Team USA. Okay, so it's Team Team America with TNA people. Right. This this gets a little the, the teams are a little haphazardly named. I wish they had cool Survivor Series names instead of countries, but that kind of ruins the World Cup gimmick. So now we have the men's bracket. We have the great Rey Mysterio Jr. (laughs) We have the pretty great Dragon Azteca Jr. uh, Dragon Azteca Jr., yes. And we have Dr. Wagner Jr. These are all juniors. But only one's a real junior. <laughs> Team Junior. Team Junior. Junior. They're all. Well, I mean, but Ray isn't the real junior, right? Because he took his uncle's name. Right. Dr. Wagner Jr. Dr. Wagner Jr. Jesus I don't know Christ. anything about him because I only watched Lucha Underground and I've never seen him before. Yeah. And he's uh, really, really old for a young a, a junior, right? <laughs> so I've heard because I've never seen the guy in fucking person. So I would never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's, that is actually <laughs> Team. <laughs> that's Team Mexico. International, International, not Team Junior. Okay, Junior. Yes. Okay, 
Scroll down, Byron. Jesus Christ. I'm looking at this shit on my phone. God, and, I pulled it up I, on I, my I computer. I love this because Casey's been staring at his phone in this like <laughs> little point four font. I know. And Byron's had it up on his computer screen the whole time. He's so reading, Casey could be doing he's this He's actually way, reading but. what Cubs fan's saying so he has something important no, to say. No, I'm looking at the pictures. Kinect looks like his dick's glowing. Byron's um, dick. Mexico Legends team. Only one of them is actually a legend. Just saying. Is this, so, is this the real Laparca? No, this is bitch ass AAA Laparca. <coughs> Fuck that guy. You're allowed to editorialize. Yeah. yeah. So oh. explain to me, before we go any further, explain to me the Laparca, LA Parca, Parcas in the rain thing that's going right. on here. Why are there yeah. so many Parcas? Okay, so there was the original Laparca. He's fucking awesome. He's the one that was in WCW playing air guitars on chairs and fucking people up. Yeah. When he left, they had another fake Laparca. Started off calling him. This is AAA. They started calling him Laparca Junior. Eventually, they dropped the Junior. And but and now, did they own the gimmick? How was how they own the gimmick? Yeah. But he took it to America too, right? Yeah, but then they said you can't do it anymore, and he started being L.A. Park. Park. But it was yeah, when with a capital came, when K, he came right? Back, he couldn't do it anymore. So L.A. stands for La Authentica, the real, and mm. he would spell the Park with a capital K. So it's Parka. So he's the real parka. But bitch ass here is the one that's in the tournament who is not a legend and is just triple A parka and he sucks and I hate him. I don't him. know if he sucks. He's decent. Who won the death match between them? It's funny you say that. L.A. Park won and won the rights to the name. Mm. And then it was overturned by the commission because like the Perils del Mall interfered and he used a tombstone. And he's like, fuck you, bro. I don't need your bitch ass name. I'm L.A. Park. Everyone knows I'm the real one. And that's that's um, Spanish for I'm leaving the promotion Shame. 20 more times. <laughs> In and out. But okay, so so bitch ass is teaming with uh, Blue Demon Junior. Uh, Blue Demon. The quotation son of Blue Demon. Um, I don't believe it. And El Kanek, who is an actual legend. Kanek is the shit. Kanek body slammed Andre yeah, the Giant, right, motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. I mean, everyone did, but no, but he did it like way cleaner than Hogan. Oh. Like it didn't even matter. Yeah, I saw like, Anoki. I saw Anoki body slam him. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, but you know he jumped for Anoki. Oh, he was more legit. Donuts are good. He really had to. All right, scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll so, down. well, that sounds that's fun. It's it's good that uh, LA that fake Lapark is there to take the fall for the team. Right. But so far, my favorite uh, teams are the team, one with Taya. Team Japan. The one with Taya. Mm-hmm. Taya. Just herself. Just herself as a whole team? Yeah. Oh, come on, those are the and, girls um, And Team Junior. Wait, is, wait, wait. So far, those are my favorites so far. Cherry Bomb's not fucking Canadian if she's married to Festus? Is she? Oh, who cares? Should we go? Uh, yeah, keep scrolling now. <laughs> Hold on, do we need to get this right? No, who gives a shit? <laughs> we didn't book it. Why do we need to get it right? Okay, okay. Oh! The best team. The best team. Team Mexico AAA. The one that should fucking win. This this one should be Team Lucha Underground. Yeah, but we don't get Psycho Clown, which I wish we fucking did. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, as he should be in Lucha Underground. AAA needs him the main event because Lucha Underground's getting all the main eventers. But right. okay, so you have Psycho Clown, you have Tejano, and you have Pentagon Junior, who they left out of the last Lucha World Cup. That's a fucking team right there. Yep. You have your world. You have your champ. You have your Rey de Reyes. 
Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. guy, one guy has a belt, one guy has a fucking sword. Mm-hmm. The other guy's a clown, which is scarier than everyone else combined. It's yeah. a sweet gimmick, and he and he's a good wrestler. Yeah. So we got this is the <laughs> team. Just all is to it. This is fucking team I want to win, just because Pentagon's yeah. on it. This honestly. is not, which my means, of course, that this team will not win because I think <laughs> that the curse of Pentagon is Casey. I think it's Casey's fault. And I, Pentagon I think is the not curse a champion of the Canadian destroyer is going to get Pentagon again, and Ray's going to pin him again. Oh, yeah, Jesus. he always drops that. Yeah, but you know, Ray's not a full time AAA guy like uh, Pentagon, so you know, I would push the guy that's staying around. But that usually doesn't happen here or in WWE. I mean, but would you push the guy who's mad, crazy, getting over mm-hmm. in America, even though he is sticking around? But then he gets Psycho Clowns on the team too, so that that helps. That's in the favor. I hope Pentagon and literally uses the sword to cut off Triple A Parker's head. Okay. It's only room for one skeleton. Scroll down, Byron. I could I could see that making sense booking wise. Scroll down, Byron. Uh, God yeah. damn it. I hope I hope they win. Um, it's just it's unfortunate that since uh, Pentagon Junior has won his latest big accomplishment, he's been jobbing to, um, like I don't even know. He's like everyone. A, he's like a half rate. He's a half rate psycho clown. Like he dresses sort of like a clown, but he just kind of sucks. It's Pagano. Pagano. But he also I don't beat, say he it. also beat psycho clown too. So. God. They're probably gonna do something really fucked up to Pagano to beat him though, like set him on fire and then like shove thumbtacks up his ass. Or oh, something. then I, so, I yeah. then that's cool. Yeah, because he does that shit. That's all he's good at. Oh. <laughs> okay, so USA Lucha Underground. This is the Lucha Underground team. Yeah, a bunch of white people. Yeah. Oh wow, Kerwin White. Kerwin White. Kerwin White. Pinche Chavo. Chavo Guerrero Jr. is in this ma- in this team with. Johnny Mundo, do not call him Johnny Puto if you go to the tapings. Johnny Kulo. Johnny, Johnny Kulo it is. And Cage, because him and Mundo are such good friends. Yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> wait, uh, wait. Get, uh, none of these guys. Hold on. But, 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 but listen, but listen, but wait, wait, but, Oh, yeah, hold Cage kind of hates both these dudes, hold on, huh? Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, wait, wait, Cage wait, just, wait. like, tried to murder both of you, them. You forget, though. You forget, though. Dario's already down there. And we all know that Dario likes to stick unlikely groups of, of people together into trios teams. I have a unique opportunity. This for might you. be Dario coming down to his bex- buddies in, in Mexico and saying, I have a something a special. <laughs> I, I think you need Spanish to accent. No, it's the Spanish. I love Dario. Look, you know, I'm, not clowning, out, I'm not clowning. I'm not clowning. I think he, we need to take out Chavo and put in my brother, the monster Matanza Cueto. Matanza? Yeah, Matanza should be there. I think out of respect, Chavo, I have no problem with him representing Nucha Underground. But but let's 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 be but, honest. Matanza is not a star in Mexico. These other guys are. Cage, Cage wrestles plenty down there. Mundo has wrestled plenty down there. Chavo obviously yeah. is over. So yeah. I think there's a reason why you picked these three guys. This is Dario. This is somebody handing Dario money and saying, bring us three of your superstars and Dario not giving a fuck that they can't work together. Yeah. That's my opinion. And plus you need Chavo on the team so someone can get pinned. That's my half K fame, yeah. <laughs> half shoot version of what's yeah. actually going on there. But you don't have Mill. Do you have Mill? You have Mill just fighting? keep fucking okay. scrolling. But they took Pentagon and Tejano out. Yeah. For a different team. Yeah. So like yeah. really. You're but that's because to... they are representative of AAA, even in Lucha, and they always have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Casey and I talked about this a little bit too, with that being part of Pentagon's <laughs> push problem. <laughs> okay, so this? Team USA TNA is gonna be fucking Brodus Clay. Uh, it's going to be fucking EC3, who is no longer with the company of TNA. Oh, he left? I'm pretty sure that's why he's in Evolve, dude. 
And you got... He um, hasn't officially left yet, but... It's, Eli Drake, writing's on the wall. Is, I don't even know who the fuck he is. Is that, uh, is that an update to his old story? Uh, it's not an official update. You know who else is in Evolve? Who's that? Cody Rhodes. Yeah. You know, you know who Eli Drake is? Because I fucking don't, and I'm a wrestling encyclopedia. I've seen his name on Reddit a few times. <laughs> and that makes it legit. Um... No, but by the way, here on a side note, um, I like EC3 being in this. By the way, I yeah. think I think it's a good look for him. Oh, he needs to get ev- around everywhere. These he guys aren't really... making it past the first round. No, no. no. Tyrus, so and let's face like... it too. I feel like if EC3 ends up back on the WWE main roster, they're not going to have a good place for him. There's not a good spot for him oh. right now. I really would like to see him do some time in Japan or maybe come to a lucha or something else. Like I think that there's other secondary options besides WWE or TNA for him that could really make EC3 a star. I think he's actually got the goods now. I think he has learned from his mistakes in the past. I think yeah. he can cut a promo way better now. Yeah, he's and his in-ring is way better now. He's actually interesting, exciting in the ring. He can move and he can and he can do power spots. I mean, he's not quite where Cage is at. I'd like to see him get where Cage is. And, and honestly, I'm not going to put Cage over too much either. Like, I've seen Cage work kind of slow and a little gassed out, but... Recently, his stuff's been pretty decent, and the mm-hmm. dude can move for a big man. Yeah. I want to see EC3 stay in that realm, and if he can get like you know where where Cage is at physically, that dude could be a serious, serious star. But I think he needs mm-hmm. another year or two on the road in some other places, and then maybe if he gets called up to WWE after that and builds a cult following, yeah, he'll be in a better space. I he needs to go to Japan <clears throat> and get some stupid looking tattoos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that that cult following though is really is really what he needs for WWE more than anything else. And because, we've seen that that works. I yeah. mean, CM Punk kind of was was one of the early ones in the, the newest wave that yeah. came in with that and really made it count for something. I mean, he was getting buried at first, mm-hmm. and and a lot of guys are riding that right now. I mean, I think that's why you're getting AJ Styles in yeah. the spots that he's in right now is because he's had a long standing cult following that has kind of come with him and, but, and they were all and they were all <laughs> they were all just they aj styles fans have been waiting decades for him to show up in wwe and he yeah, got there i, I the waited perfect, decade as soon as it got decade. past decade i was over it i'm like over it <laughs> but, now and i'm really sad that it took this long because yeah, i wanted to did, see it a long time he ago. did get there at the perfect time in his career i think or if he went to japan earlier it would have you know he yeah, would have been ready at this earlier. point it doesn't matter who it is but, it could be sanjay dutt and i would still just be like eh yeah. But his, <laughs> but that that pop, he outshined the rest of the roster at the Rumble. Yeah, and and he moves he moves merchandise, and that's Which is how good. you get noticed. A New Day is a huge act in WWE because they move merchandise. Yeah, they're also not three. in the Lucha World Cup. They're not. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Casey's right. Let's get back to the Lucha yeah, World Cup. Let's but not merchan- talk about inferior. But promotion. merchandise is an important factor that you're going to keep hearing us talk about because Sarah you know a lot of people discount that when they're talking about how things are booked. How your merch sells has a lot to do with how you're booked. I don't know these guys. Okay, you don't know these guys because you suck at life. Team Japan. Which one of them is Ibushi? None of them. Oh. Okay, you have fucking Naomichi Marafuji, the fucking ace of Noah, the dude that's fucking badass, Mr. Hysteria himself. You have Taiji Ishimori, the fucking former sailor boy with Shu and Kei, who are now the Brahmin brothers and are way more awesome than fucking Taiji Ishimori. And I would rather have had them on this team. And then you have uh, uh, my botch Tanaguchi. He's a fat piece of shit, and he fucking sucks, and they shouldn't have put him in this tournament. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They're not the only team from Japan, so oh, it's shit. okay. 
Shit. There's another Team Japan? Yeah. So this is Japan Noah. Yeah, that's Japan oh, Noah. Oh, gotcha. And then there's uh, there's Team Japan fucking Akibono, uh, which is Odo and uh, Zero One, which you get an awesome team. You get fat motherfucker Akibono, yeah. fucking sumo god. You get Masato Tanaka, fucking Dangan himself. And then you get yeah. Iku- Ikudo Hudaka, who you might remember from ECW getting the Pokemon chance. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, the, the, this is my pick right here. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're winning shit, but they'll get to the finals or something. Didn't Tanaka just come out of retirement? No, dude, he's been wrestling. Uh, I'm just saying, time. like, you, you want a team to not fuck around and go stiff with? That's mm-hmm. a team to not go stiff with. You get some mm-hmm. serious elbows to the dome. Some teeth might get lost. I would love to see Pentagon trading some shots with Tanaka. That oh, would be Jesus, great. that's a dream. That's yeah. a dream. Oh. He's only gone to Japan once, right? That was Yep, and he just wrestled Phoenix the whole time. That's what they do. They take It's Pentagon and Phoenix all around the world. Yep, and it was for Akimono's promotion, so this is his payback for it. Well, I mean, look, you need that to a certain extent. Like, even when ECW brought in Ray, they brought Psychosis with him, and even though no one remembers Psychosis from ECW, that's who Ray was wrestling half the time. Yeah. That's how you started off. One of the men on this team undefeated at WrestleMania. There you go. Akimono. Akimono? Aye. So this. Yeah, the, the streak is alive. Byron's right. getting a boner thinking about Big Jesus. Show in that sumo diaper. Oh, oh God. Geez. All right. Make it stop. So then we have <laughs> Team Rest of the World, which is funny because you have Apollo, shitty Puerto Rican wrestler. You have Mil Muertes, who is a Puerto Rican pretending to be a Mexican, but I think that they're counting since it's the rest of the world. I think um, Beyond the Grave counts as its own so, country. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's not specified in, mm-hmm. uh, in Lucha what, what Mil Muertes is. Now, right. do you find this interesting that he's wrestling as Mil Muertes? Yeah, this is like if Prince Puma went to fucking New Japan. Where as you Prince see, Puma. Yeah, where you see Ricochet <laughs> with his tattoos hanging out and shit. And then, oh, no, I'm Prince Puma, a dog. Different guy. I, did, I was very surprised to hear this. Um, and. Yeah. You know, without revealing too much and getting too inside, I just think it's strange when a character is showing up with one gimmick. But this goes to show that the, there's these these ties between Lucha and AAA that no one entirely understands. Like, the ties back and forth between them, obviously they work in conjunction together, and obviously AAA wanted to bring a Lucha contingent into this, or mm-hmm. Lucha wanted to do it. But at the same time, I... They all got split up. I guess maybe this does benefit Lucha because El Rey is in uh, Mexican markets, mm-hmm. um, you know, as a channel. So I guess that's probably their reason for doing this is to promote more and try to get more eyeballs. They do have a Spanish version of the broadcast, oh. which is actually funny because on my Time Warner, if you go to the video on demand mm-hmm. of Lucha Underground, you can watch the full episodes, but they're all in Spanish. They're oh. the Spanish versions, not the English versions. Shit, mine's which I've English. watched a couple times on there, but it's oh. just funny. Now I just get them on we iTunes. Mi- we but. didn't mention their third partner, Rockstar Spud. Oh. So um, the, the graphic, though, has an American flag in the background for the Puerto Rican Apollo, a British flag for Spud, and then there's like thunder and shit at the bath in the bottom. No, there's yeah, a lucha. There's a lucha. lucha tag. Oh, it's a lucha tag. Hailing from Lucha I was, Underground. I was hoping, I was hoping yeah. that thunder was the flag of um, Beyond the Grave. Hailing from was, the mind of Krista Joseph, <laughs> Mil Muertes. Where was the earthquake that killed Mil's family? Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Real earthquake that killed a lot of people. He's supposed to be Mexican. He's supposed to be a guy Are you named saying that just Pascal because it happened Mendoza. for real that it shouldn't be a storyline? Like if I was 9-11, man, would that be in bad taste? 
Depends where you're wrestling. But if I mean, but if it's if it's part yeah. of your psychological gimmick, no, I don't think it's bad at all. I'm just saying it's a real event, so Byron should have fucking known about it. Oh, okay. Uh, so your Gulf War gimmick is yeah, it's acceptable. You isn't can be Gulf War man. Isn't that what Killshot's doing? Oh, yeah, that is kind of what Killshot's kill doing. doing. Get, or is he doing Afghanistan? Or is he doing he's doing Afghanistan. He's doing later than Gulf War. Yeah, dude, it's maybe clearly he's doing. in Vietnam. We don't know. He's not from Nam. He talks about Charlie a lot, dude. He, can't he would have see. to be like Katrina. He'd be like 90 years old if he was in Nam. When he whispers to the dog tags, he says, I'm sorry that Charlie got you. The um, the <laughs> vignettes. The... He's talking about a guy named Charlie, damn it. Nobody even uses those kind of racist terms anymore. You got to oh, update not... your racism. Charlie least... isn't a racist <laughs> least... term. It, it it's is. A... No. It technically I have to tell you, the, 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 the racist term that bugs me the most out of all of them out there is oriental. <laughs> because yeah. old white dudes in America totally do not feel like it's racist at all and they use it all the time and it's just so awkward and creepy and weird like i don't find the n-word to even be as awkward and weird as when some old creepy white dude says oriental and almost says it like ornamental yeah which is terrible oriental is it's a thing not a person so you can have an oriental rug and so when they call, like when they go, hey, look at those Orientals, they're talking about things, things. because they remember Pearl Harbor oh. and they're still mad about it. Okay, that's what, so, that's what it is. okay so we're moving on from Pearl Harbor. Byron's racist <laughs> and calls Vietnamese people Charlie. It's, it's a call sign from the radio. They call him VC, Victor Charlie. It's not being racist. That's what but you anyway. call it. It's but racist. it also goes to the Charlie Chan thing. Oh, see, that's, it, it, that's it, there's it, some it, racism. It's racist. It is racist. But so anyway. when I worked at Radio Shack, I had a manager who was Filipino who actually changed his his real name was Terulio, and he actually changed his name to Charlie Chan, and had people call him that, which I always thought was so strange. Like if any Asian is taking that name, I mean, I guess it's reclaiming it for yourself. And your own people, and he actually yeah. kind of looked like Charlie Chan. It's kind of weird how like TJ Miller. But I love him, Charlie. If you're Turk. listening, which I don't know if you would be, but if you're at the Radio Shack out there in Valencia and you're listening, thumbs up, my man, Charlie Chan, best Shit, manager. I, I gotta I stop by. Yeah. You worked at the one in Valencia? No, I worked at the one at Northridge Mall, believe it or not. Oh, because oh, we I, live by the one in Valencia. Yeah, yeah, I used to go to that one. <laughs> I worked at the radio controlled cars. I think he moved out there to be closer to where his his house was. He was commuting all the way mm. into the valley but we worked hey we were a number two store in like all of la i did nice. really good there I, I can anyway than we're totally digressing podcast. so anyways are there any more teams the, left rest of the world is... no that's just rest of the world they're the ones that they throw everyone in and so they're not winning so how, that's how, kind of how long is, is this all in one day is it two it's a two-day event right it's a two-day event all right well, okay so yeah. it's a two-day event it starts today what are they fighting for the lucha world cup dude jesus christ it's a trophy it's a trophy it's a belt no, Is it's it a, a fucking trophy. It's a belt. Look it up. <laughs> Speaking of belts, we got to get into this episode because I have some stuff I'm going about to talk to belt about. Lucha belts. Across his fucking lips. Um, this episode, while Byron looks this up, I'm going to kind of move into the episode. Yeah. Lucha Underground, Season 2, Episode 19, Judgment Day. There's a reason for that. Our I'll buddy Cage is back. Why is it? Why does it not um, come up with a belt? Because Byron's fucking wrong. Surprise, surprise. Um, this is what you get for doubting the fucking Lucha Encyclopedia. We needed a name for me. Luchapedia. Luchapedia. <laughs> Luchapedia White. See, I feel like I'm losing the audience though because no one knows who Encyclopedia Brown is anymore. I know. Who Tell about your theory about why you don't tweet anymore. 
oh, because you guys got to listen to this podcast. I can't give this all away for free. You have to listen to the podcast, which is also free. Which is true, which is good. <laughs> you can tease the stuff in a tweet, though, damn it. You can tease, yeah. hey, listen to my podcast for the answer, you know, get me some numbers. What's up? I'm not, I'm not a cock tease like that. And Mario. by the way, chances are if you're listening to this show right now, it's probably not for myself, uh, Gringo, or Byron. It's probably because... Your Urban told you to listen yeah. to it on his podcast. Yeah. I so. thought it was for the Billy Fever cameos, and she's big. Not shout here. out to Urban. Shout I'm sorry I didn't eat something crunchier this week for you, Urban. Uh, we had to go with donuts. It's National Donut Day. I'm yeah. a fat fuck. We have to do that every now and then. So, yeah. um, and you you can tell Byron ate like fucking five of them. There's three of us here. There was a dozen donuts. There's like two <laughs> yeah. left. Byron, and you ate don't know, you don't want to see how we were holding the donuts before he ate them. I don't feel good. He ate Byron them right loves of that chocolate donut hole. Yeah, he does. That's, that was his nickname in high school. I don't, I don't feel good. You are what you eat, buddy. You don't feel good? I, I you should probably do one this more. This is coming from the guy who ate a sausage McMuffin with a hash brown put in it and a slice of pizza, two slices of pizza into the sausage McMuffin with egg. And he probably had a, like a, once. he probably had like whiskey coffee with it. And the scary thing yeah. is people don't even hear Byron eat on the podcast because he eats it so damn fast because he's a fat fuck. Yeah, they just oh, hear him breathe man. in. All right. He inhales that food. I got to move into this episode. Yes. Let's keep this thing rolling. Let's Lucha Underground, season two, episode 19, Judgment Day. Um, first thing I want to throw out there is something I don't know if we really talked about before on this show, but this is one of the most badass bands that has been on yes. the show. Voodoo fucking Glow Skulls this week, people. Oh, dude, I was so excited when it got announced because they actually told us ahead of time it was happening. I mean, dude, you can, like, when the show starts, you can hear those horns roaring, and I it instantly put me in a good mood. Hoodoo voodoo we do fuck you, Byron! So, I mean, is is are the Voodoo Glow Skulls the best band, in your opinion, that's played? I mean, there's been some good okay. bands at Lucha. Musically, yes. But, but I what's do most have entertaining? to give a lot of love to ECNO. That's just some belt some bitch made, bro. No, they all posed with it. Dude, that is the stupidest looking belt I've ever seen. It's white. Dude, it looks like it's made out of fucking bisque. Like, they're going to take it to Color Me Mine afterwards. Well, I'm sure we'll find out this week. It has AAA, Lucha, TNA, NOAA has all the logos. Oh, wow. interesting. And it has the, the country flag. Well, it's fascinating, Beltmark. Okay, um, what 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 else? Voodoo Glow Skulls. Awesome. Voodoo Glow Skulls is what we were talking yeah. about. Byron, do you think anything about the music on Lucha Underground? I think you have to say that Robert Rodriguez's band, Chingon, Chingon, is. Uh, you have to say they're number one because without without the good Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> we wouldn't have the show. <laughs> Can we do that every time he talks? <laughs> if he's gonna mark out that hard for Rodriguez's band, look, I like but, Rodriguez's band. I love Robert Rodriguez. I actually watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico last week, which is not his greatest movie. Mm-hmm. So that shows mm-hmm. my true love. I, I've seen all the Spy Kids movies seven hundred times. I even. saw shorts, but at the, the same theater. time, of bands that have played at Lucha Underground, Chingon's gonna be like third or fourth, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's I be just, realistic I just here. Wanted we don't to get, have to lie. I just wanted to give him props as the guy who's creating the whole no, thing tell and keeping him it going. Tell but, him he's third or fourth so that but, next year when he comes back, his band's fucking better. Maybe they'll I be know, I like, I like the, the guys with the masks. I can't remember. All ECNO. The, ECNO. Those guys are so awesome. Yeah, they would be my favorite really because dope. they come and dance with everyone. Glow Skulls, they're just, they're probably the best band no, overall. But I didn't see the Glow Skulls. Yeah, because you suck. They were supposed to be there when I was there, and then they weren't. Yeah, you know why? Because they saw your ugly face and went home. So listen, people. 
Voodoo Glow Skulls are the shit. Check them out. All their yeah. albums are on Spotify. It's dope stuff. All right. Uh, so Steady l- as she goes is my favorite. Let's uh, Son of Havoc versus Daga. Oh, fuck, man. The Lucha Strong Style. I got two things to say about this match. All right, say them both. Okay. One, I'm sorry, Son of Havoc. They keep putting you against people I like better than you all the time. <laughs> You're not going to get cheered when that happens. I like to apologize because, you know what, he seems like a nice guy. He really likes the audience cheering for him. But you know what, Beardo? I'm only going to cheer for you if you're the person I like the most in the match. And Daga was the person that I like the most in this match. Which brings me to the second thing. God fucking damn it, Daga lost. Well, look. That sucked. Here's the thing. Here's here's my question that, that kind of brings up. You have this issue where um, Son of Havoc can't keep his trio's title because mm-hmm. Angelico's out. So poor Son of Havoc, who's getting over great in his trio's, is now got to run it solo. And I don't know if he's quite over like Evie is. Like, Evie can have a good solo run. She's got yeah. a little more of a name coming over from WWE, and she's got a lot of big-time fans in there, you know, and horny dudes who are all about cheering for Evelise. But Son of Havoc's kind of in a weird spot here. He's a really great performer, but yeah. he's got a strange kind of mask gimmick here, and I don't know that he's getting over great by himself. Well, we'll we'll have to. So we'll he's going to push against Daga well, here. I think I think the 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 charm to Son of Havoc, which brought him out from being just the main jobber for the whole roster, was that underdog fighting spirit that he has. Which and when we'll, we see more of that, it'll be better. But yeah. He, it, him beating Daga, no. Well, yeah. here's the kind of shit that'll get you over in my book. He does this fucking elbow drop from being suspended on the fucking ring post mm-hmm. that thing like you know i've i've done that back in my heyday on a flagpole yeah me too of course, but strength, not into yeah. like not seven feet up in the air and into an arm drop that's crazy like i did it for like three seconds just to prove like oh my god i have a tricep yeah. today and I, then, I tried it and i fell on my face i, tried I couldn't it. do it now if you i paid tried a that bucks. once and i almost threw my arm out of the socket i, I almost threw my face like out if of you've the ever socket. tried this people try it next time you see a flagpole or something see if you can push yourself out at a 90 degree angle hold it for 10 seconds and then let yourself back down easy yeah see if you can do that shit do and then and then go back and rewatch this episode and be mm-hmm. thoroughly impressed with what Son of Havoc did there, because that yeah. shit was dope. Whatever you do, don't have someone try to pick you up into that position. That's where I failed and almost um, broke my face. Now, do you agree with this? Vamp at the beginning of this match called Daga the kid that's going to change the game. Is he really changing anything in, in Lucha? I mean, I feel like Tejano's already brought a little bit of that strong style. Uh, maybe not um, the same way as, as Daga, because Daga's more the size of the Japanese wrestlers. You know, yeah. I don't know, because all I've seen him do is fucking lose. I, I think, yeah, that's, yeah, but he's, he still needs to find his way. You don't you don't win right away when you come to, into the He did the win temple. a match because Cobra Moon. Find his way yeah. is uh, code for buy the writer's coffee. <laughs> Dude, buy him some coffee because right now, I don't know. Daga might be breaking some grounds because I have this theory that he's the first. Oh no, he's not the first gay character in Lucha Underground because Pimpy would be. Well, you don't know what Pimpy's well, sexual Pimpy orientation is. Not was. necessarily gay. She she likes to plant kisses on everyone. Everyone. Mm. He likes. She is Pimpy a he or she? I don't even know what to call Pimpy. Him Pimpy gets to use whatever bathroom Pimpy wants. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Because we got to see Cobra Moon interferes in the match, and she's all like hugging on him and shit. 
And she, yeah, it and does he's seem like, like she's trying away. to slither up on his snake a little bit, uh-huh. doesn't it? So, and he didn't want anything to do with it. So, you know, Byron doesn't like that, my puns. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 I was. I, was like, I thought I was, you're no selling my puns. You're shaking your head over it, there. It was no, a great I was, pun. I was looking at the donuts, having a personal oh conflict. Oh, Jesus. He's shaking his head, at, <laughs> trying to convince himself not to eat another donut. Just have another donut, Byron. Um, uh, he, I, he's going to eat them all when we're talking but, about MMA. But so you think that Daga goes the other way because he's not really interested in Cobra Moon? You know why I think he really goes the other way? Because he's got pride written on his ass with glitter. Well, maybe, That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that Aztec pride? No, it just says pride. It just Barbie says pride. pride. And then Byron's like, well, did he fight there? And I'm like, no, he didn't fucking fight there. <laughs> Byron's in the kitchen getting more coffee and whiskey. Uh, he better be good. No, nah, actually, it's just more MMA. coffee. I think he drank all the whiskey. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any more whiskey. Oh, now. that's a shame. I should have brought you some some Bush Mills, ten year, or maybe some Black Bush. I don't even know what this shit I don't means. Want any of your Black Bush, Justin? This is this is a horrible conversation. Anyway, speaking of Black Bush, let's go back to this thing with Daga and and Cobra liking Moon. the dick. I think that. Well, Cobra Moon does try to push up on him. It's pretty clear that Cobra Moon yeah, wants him for some reason. Maybe she's coming it's, on a little strong. It looks like she's trying to suck his dick in the ring. That's what it looks like. I don't know what she's actually Yeah, wanting. but how many wrestling moves look like you're trying to suck the other guy's dick? All of them. Right. So she could okay, have been trying okay. to secretly do a move. She might have been like just doing a really I don't slow think she was single leg takedown. Mm-hmm. But the, the stranger part is that Daga doesn't seem to want any part of it. Mm-hmm. Now... Is this a tribal thing, or is there some kind of recruitment going on? I mean, Cobra Moon's been... If I were him, I wouldn't trust her. Cobra Moon's been kind of... She just kind of slithered in on her own and hasn't really made a lot of alliances or anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. So, see what he did there, slithered in. How do you mean? She's a snake. Like, you know, like women? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get it? Guys, oh, I'm funny. fucking wow. misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you. Casey, look at you. I'm trying to get... Trying to get women to actually listen to the podcast occasionally. Jesus Christ. And it's not going to be for our dashing good looks, so Just we have to I at least not offend them. Just because no gives a shit about the Women's World Cup doesn't mean that I'm a misogynist. Jesus Christ, Byron. These guys are terrible. And Taya, I'm all for you winning the Women's yeah, World Taya. Cup. Taya's I, gonna I just want win to see Aja Kong versus the Apache sisters. That That's all. Oh, I, I do really want to watch that. Um, um, but no, I think, I think it's a thing where it's sort of a face-heel thing when a face sees a heel... I think it's a simple play like that. He doesn't trust someone who is distrustful. So, but are are we calling Daga a face? Because I feel Maybe. like Son of Havoc in this match was the face. I feel like he's yeah. an unestablished tweener. Not Casey that he's theory. not going one way or the other, but that he's an unestablished. Dude, he'll, that's what he is. He's dude, not gay. Casey he's a tweener. Too. No, mm. he's got really big ears, right? So he probably heard her saying her plans to someone, and he knows what's up, and none of us could hear it because we have regular sizes. Is this more offensive than the sparkly letters on his tights theory? That would be I don't like... know. He looks like <laughs> Alfred E. Newman is what I'm saying. He's a great wrestler, though. Yeah, I know. I want to see him. I think to go back to Justin's last question, I think as far as strong style, he is bringing something different than Tejano because Tejano is more of a deliberate power wrestler, and right. he and Daga will be wrestler. quicker. You'll see a lot more of the quickness and sort of the what. Uh, yeah, and I think to me that's kind of where strong style comes from too. It's the guys that are fast enough to do a lot of the other stuff, but yet they still choose to do this bruising, like hard stuff, especially in the first quarter of a match, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of stiffer stuff and more of that than the chain wrestling and whatnot. In the ma- so it yeah. just depends. Yeah. I think he qualifies, uh, very strongly in that department. And I was wrong. He did win a match, but he pinned Masquerita. Yeah. So that's, that only counts as half a win. 
Oh, come on. That's mm-hmm. at least three quarters of a win. All right. So, um, yeah. And, and the, the finish to this, was it weird to you guys? Oh, wait. There's one more thing that we have to talk about here. Oh. The, uh, that got a lot of people popping the on the internet. The fucking jib shot. The jib I said shot this. Great. Yeah. I said this when we were in the temple, and I've been saying this. This jib guy that they've had for a yeah. while now. This he seems like an older dude or whatever. Like one of these old cool union guys. Jib guy. I know you're probably not listening to this, but Shout if anybody from guy. Lucha Underground is yeah. listening to this, tell jib great. guy we've noticed his work. And like you can see, this old timer. He's probably the oldest guy on the whole film crew. He is up there having a blast because he's probably done the shittiest jobs everywhere else. When you're a jib guy, you stand around all day waiting for one shot and then you get your shot off and it's some boring move from some uncreative director like Byron that just wants this fucking shot. Oh, that's Jesus. that's not true. I've never actually put a jib shot in any of my movies. Exactly. Oh, just, yeah. Just so, kidding. Just kidding. But anyway, so this guy just looks like he's having a blast. This shot is Such amazing. It's like you couldn't CG a better like jumping up oh, into no. the camera. Oh, it was so good. Cool. Yeah. down into... There was a fucking... It yeah. was amazing. That shot alone is why you put Havoc on your show and you have him win a match. And WWE's got a crane. Have you seen that shot there? They've had a crane Fuck for no. 12 it, years now. It's almost standard when you have a TV show, you have a jib over yeah. uh, one of the posts. My favorite is in WWE, though, when they swing the jib from the stage backwards and they just whack somebody in the head who's standing on a chair, mm-hmm. which I've seen happen like three times at, at Raw. Uh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> just will get whacked and knocked the fuck out. Security will come get them and they probably just pay them a stipend. Yeah, just give a, Jibs are heavy, guys. Give them a Roman Reigns shirt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The one with the fist looks him, like he's jerking off. Yeah, send him home. Actually, the me. last time I saw it was a Cena thing of probably about five or six years ago. But, you know, Cena d- did his dun, 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 run down to the I ring. I feel lucky. And the I feel good. Boom, just wiped out this tall Time dude who's standing work. on a chair to get his fucking pick. Like, dude, don't stand on a chair. Don't stand on a chair. It's like standing up on the fucking Magic Mountain ride, man. You're going to lose your fucking fingers. Yeah. So uh, if you sit by the jib guy in the temple, give him a high five during a commercial break. Yeah, but yeah. not when he's, he's trying dope. to do something. Don't yeah. be an asshole. But he does. He's gotten some really great shit. Like, the temple isn't that huge of a place, especially... On like season one and part of season two, like just how it looks on TV. Yeah. And but I don't think he was there in season one. I feel yeah. like this guy who's there showed up in season two. Yeah, this yeah. guy might be new. And yeah. that's where that's where we were talking about it when we were just watching him and then we'd see the, the episodes. Well, I just it's clearly noticed. I looked up at some point. And if you don't know, Byron and I both work in television and Casey has degrees and things that Byron and I probably you should have degrees TV. in. So anyway, watch a lot but of TV. like I noticed when you see a certain move and there's a certain level of difficulty to camera moves when you see certain moves and certain things and the fluidity of what a cameraman is doing you can tell and like there was a point in time when i looked up at this guy during season two and i was just like this motherfucker's got his shit together this shit is dialed and all through season three i think you're going to see some amazing stuff like right down into dudes when they're up on the top row like they've gotten since i think this spot yeah probably came out so good in post i think they're letting that guy have a little more leeway and i i Every time somebody climbs a rope, that dude puts a jib right down in their face now, and then they pan out and sweep out as the move happens. Yeah. And you can tell there's going to be some dope shots coming up that other wrestling shows are not going to give you people. They started off doing the, the standard thing where wrestler will come to the ring and then pose on the turn on the corner for the jib. Right. Um, and that was standard, and they started doing that. 
Yeah. But now it's like, like you said, when we were talking, when we first noticed, it's the new hard cam. Yeah. yeah. Like this guy for an entire match. And you see match, the hard cams don't even work the same way that they used to yeah. anymore because of right. it. But if, if you've ever operated a camera, uh, you'll, you'll know that you get your shots and then you, sw- you get a shot and then you move to another shot and everything in between is most likely c- garbage. Right. Which is why you move or Not you zoom Not this guy. Quick. He's making usable transitions yeah. the whole time. This guy, And they yeah. use the transitions on the air constantly. For an entire is... match. Yeah. This yeah. guy is, like, you could watch his feed live. Oh, and I'm that's sure. Hard It'd to probably do. be great. Man, it's, it's great, too, because, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> try to say other promotions are the number two promotion. Yeah, let's see ROH have shots like that, you punk bitches. True. Shots they really higher. don't. They should, too. And There's no th- reason why they shouldn't, yeah. especially being, you know... And, and TNA should really have stuff like that. I mean, they're in the same damn place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, same just like Lucha Underground. One, you know? of, one of my favorite shots, though, when I really noticed this guy was he would bring the jib all the way up to the back, and then I would get a glimpse of the screen. This is before it aired on TV. Right. And he was getting these huge wides, like... You, this was before they started using the wides of the temple. Yeah. And, you know, before, you know, the first week or two of the show, the audiences coming in didn't really fill it out. And now it's like they turn people away. Everyone's super into it. You'll have someone come out to the ring that everyone just goes nuts for. And then they pull back to that wide. And that's a huge shot. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Jib Guy, you just got over on the MMM show. Yeah, exactly. We don't even Anyone know your name, Jib Guy. Show, but that knows Jib Guy, give him a high five yeah. from us. I, I would tell my buddy Roger, but my buddy Roger's not there anymore. He was like one of the ADs. He was like the main AD last oh. season and season one. I think, yeah, I think he was there. Last, well, I know he was there in season one. But yeah, so I don't know. Somebody tell that dude that he's sweet. All right, let's go into our first uh, segment here. Azteca has found the monster's cage. Yes. Um. And Ray just lets him put some on notice, like, hey, our our mentor did not want us seeking revenge. Uh, and you know it's an important segment when even Puma has something to say. Yeah. Because he's yeah, talked crazy maybe eyes. once before this on, yeah. on air. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the sign gimmick, was he that said, the only time? He said me. Yeah, he yeah. just said me. That's it. So he actually has a full sentence, Puma with a full sentence in this. And Spanish. And fuck me eyes at Ray Mysterio, kind of. That's what the face looked like. It creeped me out. I mean, he actually had two sentences. He says, we got to go. And then Ray says... Oh, he says, if this is a... You know, we're a fucking team, so it concerns me. You guys can have your little argument. Ray says, get get out. out. Ray's the one that puts him on blast. Like, get out. This doesn't concern you. And then Puma's like, no, we got a match tonight. Damn well it concerns me. Because, you know, I do got to say, right now, Ray's kind of looking like the asshole and not Puma. But he should. I mean, he's the old timer. As young as Ray may look... He is, he's the old veteran, and in any segment like this, you would expect it to be the old veteran guy that's kind of putting the other two on, on notice. I mean, these other guys mm-hmm. are young bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the protégés. Shout out to protégés. <laughs> protégés. You said it like they were Gladys Knight's pips. Yeah. Shout out to the protégés. I wanted, I wanted to say young bucks. <laughs> I was trying to turn away from that. Um... um but no, the but Ray has that issue with him and in Dragon Estega Jr. Um, that is kind of a thing where you can pick your side on that. But it's it's a little heated, especially at this point when you know it's they're harping on the same thing. One guy wants to fight, and the other guy wants to not do it. It's funny too because I almost feel like this is semi shoot from Ray. Like 
look, guys, I've been in the back. I've gotten a lot further in this business by just not ignoring the dead bodies in the back. It doesn't matter what happened to Bret Hart when it's your turn to fucking get out there. You know what I mean? It's like... Is Matanza a metaphor for Vince McMahon? <laughs> you know, the monster backstage? <laughs> and Bale is a, and is a metaphor for... <laughs> no, dude, Bale, he just wanted to hug Bale. He doesn't know his own strength. Oh. Poor Lenny Matanza. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, oh, where did he go? Where did he go? Um, he just wanted to pet the goddamn rabbit. But that, this, pet the rabbit. This is another instance where uh, it sort of will affect the, the crowd for the match because there's important story and character progression happening and you don't see it. Well, I mean, but it feels it feels kind of obvious that one of these guys is headed for a heel turn. I mean, I've watched wrestling long enough that when you see three dudes who are in a stable backstage and it's getting heated like this, and especially when one of them is a character that never talks and all of a sudden he's got something to say, yeah. it's like, shit, the writers are... Get, we're going somewhere here, people. And he's giving crazy eyes and shit. Yeah. He always gives crazy eyes. You can't see his eyebrows in the mask. Well, storyline-wise, story though, let us let's let me ask you this. Does Dragon Azteca have a point? Like, really... We're, we focus a lot in the ring in Lucha Underground, but at the same time, there is all this stuff going on backstage. Does Dario need his comeuppance? Does Matanza need their backstage comeuppance cinematically and movie-wise? I mean, are we getting See, to the point of no return now where somebody has to go into action and try to do something about these guys? Here's my problem with Dragon Azteca. There's people that do things, and there's people that sit around and fucking talk about it. Pentagon fucking got Hefe... He's going to break his arm and shit. You know, got his match with Matanza right away. This guy asks for permission like a little bitch before he does it. Let me tell you something, Dragon Azteca. It's better to apologize than ask for permission. What happened to Pentagon? Oh, he's all right. He's just in a fuck dungeon. It's okay. <laughs> what happened to that announce table? Is all... <laughs> yeah. Damn. I, I think, I think uh, Ray is trying to protect... Uh, someone who will die if he goes up against Matanza. Well, but but this is this is the other thing though. It's like I feel like Dragon Azteca might be right because while they have the three of them together in the unity, I mean we've seen Matanza take out a ton of people one on one. Right. Fuck it. We haven't seen him take out three on one. Well, actually, we kind of have. Yeah, we saw <laughs> him take out nine people. But yeah. I mean, look, these this is the Lucha Dream Team. If there's three dudes together that might be able to actually, you know put a stop to Matanza, especially if we're talking in a backstage brawl. Yeah. Maybe that's the trick. Let's let's brawl him up backstage. I think and so. Then get him in the ring and take his belt. Maybe that's the only way the belt comes off this motherfucker. That's a good point. You, know, you got to see Dragon Azteca looking at his opportunity right now. Well, as and being... and here's, here's my other thing. Okay. They know that Cage has a match with Matanza tonight. Yeah. Mike why don't they come? Up. Why don't they come and gang up mm -hmm. and get him? together maybe they put the herd on him backstage because ray said no oh see mm. and this is making me not like face baby face ray uh i don't Technico like baby ray. faces in general but um but ray is also, a if i'm great. ray if i'm gonna go let someone die it's gonna be the guy that cost me the trio's titles somebody in the temple has to be like purely made of honor and, and why not be ray he's the old timer he's so he's deserved that spot them when they get their arms broken let ray be the the vitamin eating hogan of the 80s just Let him be the, that guy. Just without the racism. Without all the, without all the Hogan. Brother. Without all the, you know what he brother. means when he says brother. Yeah, he's like, I really don't like you, Willie Mac, but I'm not going to say why. Brother. <laughs> uh, um, 
So that's why he doesn't like Puma. Holy shit! Let's get in. Sense. Let's get into their Puma match. Like Puma? No, Dream Team right. versus uh, the Air Guitar. Johnny's team. team. Johnny's team. They call them Johnny's team on commentary. What do they call them? Johnny's what? team. What are we? What are we calling these guys? We're calling them. We fucking, should call them something. Calling them the fucking Guitar Heroes, sir. Come Is on. There... Awesome. <laughs> guitar Heroes. I kind of like it. Um. Th- this match was great. Yeah, because of Jack Evans. Well, yes. And I'll tell you what. I love Ray in these trios matches. I think I like seeing him in this stuff more than I like seeing him solo because mm-hmm. with his knee and his age and how long he's been around, like, you know, being honest, he can't work the way he used to. And the Ray that I've seen in ECW and WCW and WWE, he's not that guy anymore. He shouldn't have to be. But when he's working in the trios... I don't feel like I'm missing any action because of it. I don't feel like we have to work oh. a match slower for that purpose. And You're yet, cutting out all the resting and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, if the last year of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he had been in trios matches the whole time, oh. it would have been awesome instead <laughs> of watching him wrestling. limp yeah. through uh, something just to get to a beer shower. You know, like, I do not want to see Ray limp through a match to get to a beer shower. I love this. Like, his DDT was fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm amazing in this and i haven't seen ray do that in like probably eight years you know but there is one thing that stone cold hates and that's when my partner's giving me the goddamn alligator arms so maybe he doesn't like tag matches that much <laughs> what? i thought you're yeah, no selling that that's hilarious. i thought you were gonna say something about he already heard the joke when oh, we were watching the yeah. geico commercials the problem <laughs> oh i'm i'm popping for it because i thought it's hilarious i thought i thought you were gonna say he doesn't like it when people don't sell ddt's oh yeah. he really a, doesn't know he's like that should end, that was a ddt that should end the match so god damn it stay down so why do you think Jack's so sweet in this match i mean what i remember is him getting the uh triple bottom floor drop kick he got suplexed <laughs> off the top rope uh, to the outside and didn't die. Jack deserved everything he got in this whole fucking match. Uh, but uh, he also, you know, he hit the move that he invented. You know, Puma. The 630? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he invented it now. Yeah, the Puma stole from him. Oh, mm. Puma stole it from Jack. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how continuity works in the temple, but I'm just saying I know what's really up. But also, also, <laughs> I do have to give props to PJ Black because I do feel like that Johnny's team had a bet with each other who could keep their shit on the longest. And Jack took off his fucking, he, he fucked up. He, he took lost, off the bandana. Yeah. He lost it in a move. Mundo kept his glasses on for half the match, so he's not quite Mr. Hughes level, but he's getting there. Yeah. But PJ Black kept that bandana on the whole yeah. fucking match. He had it the whole time. So PJ Black, you win. The keep it the keep mm it show wrestler more. of the week the mm, mm show delicious it's wrestler delicious. of the week did, did we even did we discuss this mm show it's delicious yes <laughs> he is the delicious wrestler of the week well I mean look we have an eating gimmick there's mm in our hashtag mm. it's mm show are we getting it's donuts delicious. every week we're not getting donuts every week but we'll have a oh. little something you know, we, we like McDonald's snacks sometimes and shit Justin yeah. takes care of us man it is it is cool to see. Uh, the trio uh, of PJ Black, Jack Evans, Johnny Mundo, assisted by uh, Taya, it, it looks like the that they have so much fun and that they they're just they're really letting loose. It kind of it looks like they're sort of the the Lucha Bullet Club where they're going against convention. But see, and that's what's making the difference. Like, look, I, I'm pissed that Taya's not wearing a belt because Taya's the reason they have the belt. 
You know, and this isn't me just putting yeah. over Taya because I like Taya. I'm yeah, saying I think like it is. But bit. but but think about it. These guys are smart enough to come to the ring with backup. Here's yeah. your trios. They know why they fucking lost it last week. Like Dick they got kicks. friends in the back. Bring out some lumberjacks. Make some people stand around. Dario's not going to stop. Like, just because you're babyface doesn't mean you have to be stupid. I haven't been a lumberjack in a while. And Anna and Lucha Underground, bringing a female wrestler, Luchadora, to the ring with you isn't the same as in, in another show where you and have it, a manager. She's a she's a, another yeah, fighter. Yeah, they watched her wrestle the shit out of Cage. Like, they have to know... That it does. I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. Anybody who's credible, who's standing outside that ring, gives them a fourth person on occasion. And you know, when it's a team like Mundo's team, that they might just might just try to do something shady. You're in Dario's temple, so you know that he can play a little fast and loose with the rules, even if the ref says one thing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Dario's not going to kick you out of Hold on. Lucha Hold Underground on. if you before break the rules. There, before we get there, I do want to say that I love. How uh, how they like to kick people in the dick and yeah. the dick area so much. Yeah, and having Taya in the corner is smart because if someone wants revenge, she doesn't have a dick. Think about it. I guess you can't. She is dick, dick kick, kick proof. proof. That's true. All right. Now, there were a lot of dick kicks in this match, which brings us to the finish. Yeah. Which is a little Puma. Weird. Puma. Not having liked, uh, what, Dragon got dick kicked yeah. real hard. Like, took the hard nut oh, shot. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. And he took so, two last week. But this is pretty <laughs> good one this week, yeah. The, the heels have to be loving this, because this is yeah. like breaking dicks off literally more than you would ever imagine in a match. They're breaking them in. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a Dragon Azteca 3. Let's just yeah, put it <laughs> Dragon Azteca the 3rd is uh, not going to be around, but... Um, Dragon Eyes Tekken getting the Tabernacle Choir now as a soprano. Mm-hmm. So, Dude, that's the spot I've always wanted, right? Is like someone in an I Quit match kicking the other guy in the dick and then him having to say I, I quit. quit in a high-pitched voice. If you if you throw on like some sort of no reverse must. figure four and basically the other person's face down but you're face up and when you wait, have wait, your wait, leg wait, that wait. goes between theirs and you lie back, you can put leverage to lift your leg up and just... It's Byron, now Byron, a dick Byron, do you do you sit around and you know come I mean? up with moves that are are yeah. dick exclusive? Well, I was into CMBTs. I was just it. I was just reminded of like one of the first matches of uh, Charlotte and, and Natalia Hart, where they were doing figure fours and figure four reversals as if they've never seen the move before in their whole life. Oh, yeah. well, see, you got to keep it fresh for the young audience. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you could do a dick <laughs> submission hold. That would be best Everything turns into WWE talk with Byron Turk. Uh, that's right. NXT. Listen, so, so, who, so then Puma basically decides he doesn't like this. He looks around, and again, baby faces don't know how to be heels. Technicos don't know how to be Rudos. And I was at ringside yelling, so kick him in the I dick. love I love the fact that, we do that I time. love the fact that Puma has finally got some gumption to be like, no, F this, let's take it to him their style. But he does it once the ref's back and and throws out the nut shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. does this mean that Puma's our heel turn here? No, or? he just likes kicking people in the dick. He Puma. didn't kick Ray in the dick. Puma's from the mean streets of Boyle Heights. Yeah, dude. How many times have we been dick kicked just fucking around by those assholes in masks that jump us all the time? I mean, you know, you need that ring awareness 
to to know when to kick somebody in the dick. I well, mean, that's, that's the difference between a heel well, and see, a face. Yeah. He had great awareness because he kicked Taya in the head because she doesn't have. Hey, a dick. hey, I don't even want to talk about okay, this part. Okay, of the come show. on, don't get Justin right. I up. just, I'm just gonna say that he murdered her face. I expect there to be a receipt for this check. <laughs> <laughs> if if I'm telling the writers right now, if we don't in the next couple of weeks see Taya absolutely. Um, murder the shit out of Puma's face in some fashion with like a steel chair with tacks on it or something, I'm going to be really knees. upset. So, oh, yeah. the double knee strike would be great. I'm surprised yeah. Justin's not Next time Puma's about... sitting in the corner, Taya just needs to lay in some fucking heavy shit because that looked... Like I know a lot it's of I, I, let's look I, a lot of that was leg slap, but uh, there was some connection what? there. She had some dust on the side of her neck face parts after that. There was a boot print going on there. A lot of that was an audio supervisor going. Kayfabe, I motherfucker. Hope. Jesus, look, no, they I'm used fine. the same slap noise that they use for chops. Maybe it's I don't know if they if they sweetened it or what, but there still did look like there was some she, oh, she got connection. The shit there. Oh, he still kicked her in the face. Whatever, yeah, and I, and and I'm here to tell you that uh, he deserves a receipt <laughs> for that check. I told Puma, I told Puma watch out, watch out for Justin next I, time. Look, you see I was a, I used to be a huge Puma fan, but now that he's kicked Ty in the face, <laughs> and he saw that cardboard cutout of him wearing the shirt that says "fuck you, Justin" on it, oh, he got really offended. Oh, I hate that. We'll post that on on Twitter. <laughs> That's a SoCal ref joke for yeah. all of our listeners out yeah. uh, um, outside. Anyway, but that that DQ. The D, the match D, getting yeah the match out. ends in a DQ so the the Lucha Dream team is is dreaming of getting their gold back because they don't got shit right now <laughs> but that's so weird that that I get the storyline and I get that a face goes and kicks a guy in a dick right in front of the ref right. in the middle of the ring but I mean this obviously is a, this is leading somewhere because I, I I thought with Ray coming into the company that. You know, they put a belt on Ray of any kind. It's going to stay there for a while because it's going to bolster up the whole company. I mean, talking backstage here, I yeah. thought that you put a belt on Ray, you leave it there for a while to give the whole company the rub of having the superstar. But man, this yeah. is a short fucking run with back-to-back losses, which really, you know, was that and, pun intended because it was about Ray. Yeah, it was short. <laughs> second rope Ray. And in the uh, in the wrestling world. You know, you have the heels go over on the faces twice and you have tension with the faces backstage. That usually yeah. spells them not getting back their fucking belts. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think, though, the, the Mundo people, I forget um, uh, what we were calling them earlier, but I, they, Guitar heroes. They, they deserve the belts. I put the yeah. belts on them. They got something going as a group. They have something going on i'm glad I, and i love to see it I, yeah. the only part i don't like about it is the fact that taya doesn't get to wear one of them because i feel like she's a champion in her own right but yeah and i wonder how jack's gonna carry all three belts and his partners too well that's true his voice could carry that whole team yeah. <laughs> oh and but, puma's a dick man jack climbs the top rope saying hey you're gonna see the coolest thing you've ever fucking seen in your life and then puma knocks him down legs and, yeah, it's nice. i bet it was gonna be really cool too dude it was gonna be fucking amazing all right, you guys got to fill me in on this next segment. We got to move on. Okay. Um, Lotus segment with yeah. uh, Lotus and Azteca. My sling cut out. Um, I kind of didn't see it entirely on the second uh, replay when I was oh, watching man. again. But it so what happens here? Exquisite acting happened. So he, here's what happened. We were talking about earlier about Dragon Azteca uh, doing too much talk and not enough action. Right. Mm-hmm. He was face to face with Matanza. He and was then outside got beat the up cage by a girl. and he didn't get beat up. But then Lotus walks up, and they're still, you know, he hasn't seen what she's doing or Dario. Okay, let's, let's act out the scene, okay? And so then, uh, Hold on. so like, 
they're talking and as if he's gonna do anything. It's like, he killed your parents. No, Dragon Azteca Senior killed my parents. You're stupid. No, you're stupid. No, he also says he wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have done that, you dumb bitch. And she's like, don't call me a bitch. Puts him in an arm bar and then, you know, like could feed him to Matanza, who doesn't want to eat him, just wants to give him a hug. There was an arm bar. I, I was watching on yeah, Sling, she, too. She did put him in an arm bar, kind of, but she mm. let him go or he broke out. One of the two. He didn't really call her a dumb bitch. I added that. Yeah. But I, I thought that it was good. But um, Matanza was getting ready to give him a nice hug and maybe take off that muzzle and kiss him. And, you know, just on the cheek, friendly. But, um, you know, it didn't happen. I... And, and, you know, he thinks that Matanza killed uh, Dragon Azteca Sr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh. Dragon Azteca is really asking for it at this point. Uh, is he going to get fed to Matanza? Is that where this is going? I don't know. All I know is that he would kind of deserve it for how dumb he's being. He's, uh, he's trying to avenge his parents. No, and I guess he's trying to avenge his, his mentor. He's trying to avenge his mentor, and he thinks that she, uh, Lotus, is would want to avenge her parents. Mm -hmm. But then now he thinks, now he knows that she thinks that his mentor killed her parents, just because she said it, and she's only believing Dario because he said it. Mm -hmm. Like what? So I have a question. Yeah, is Lotus ever going to wrestle? Is this maybe leading to a Dragon Azteca versus Lotus match? Can she still wrestle? Is there is she broken in some way? Why are we not? Why do we never see Lotus in the ring? Oh, do you want the real reason, or do you want do you want me to be a nice person? You guys are laughing right now <laughs> off of the microphones. <laughs> Let's just saying, ask the question. You can answer it however you want to answer. I'm just it. saying that there's probably reasons, but I don't think she's hurt. How about that? Okay. And it's honestly... Well, but at the same time, they're keeping her around. So obviously she presents some value. And yeah. I feel like it's going to go beyond just being a character at some point. I mean, she's going to do something. We know she she can wrestle. She knows how to bounce off the ropes and throw an arm drag. I yeah. mean, she has been in a ring before. She's a bit... I mean, yeah, we, we've seen her wrestle dark matches. Yeah. No, she's she is a big part of of the story of Lucha Underground. Right. Yeah. And so I mean, you we might. Her. And you now, need... do you think that because she's just such a compelling character that they're they're keeping her around, and maybe she's working on her wrestling skills, yeah. or maybe working matches with yeah. some people? Because well, I mean, they got to bring her in a lot to do all these segments. Well, she is in... a trained wrestler, so it's all yeah. good. You know, in the ring or out of the ring, I think her she's still part of a story that's being right. told. So you got to you need you need her for those segments. Uh, I think she's good with Dario. Dario doesn't wrestle. If, yeah. if she's going to get in a ring, then, you know, it'll go there. Well, but and I don't Katrina's think she been in a to. ring before, too, but she's not going to wrestle in Lucha Underground right. at all. Well, she's disappeared. We don't know what the fuck happened to Katrina. Oh, that is true. God, oh. why'd you have to remind oh. me of that? I miss Katrina. And Mil Muertes is still in a fucking box. We don't oh, even I miss see Mil, shit too. This week. Yeah, oh. Mil is just. Yeah. Mil's and taxidermy, man. in a fuck dungeon. I'm really sad that Katrina wasn't on the show. Yeah, Dude, that just hit you, didn't it? I'm oh. sad the Pentagon is still in that dungeon. Look, but Ooh. you got Taya, you got Cobra Moon. You, there's still yeah. some other awesome ladies in Lucha Underground. That's true. So hopefully they're, they're a little bit they're a little bit young for me. And Anyone again, under 120 I, years old is a little young. He is I the said this member about of the, the podcast. I said this about the Pentagon thing though too. As much as everyone loves Pentagon, dude, there's really only three match slots in a, a standard episode, and you got to keep some of these people off TV every now and then with good reasons. 
to keep the spots open. And like, look, Mill and Katrina ran the entire first half of this season. It's not mm. like we haven't they haven't gotten more TV time than anyone this season. So yeah, if they're off for a couple of weeks until they, they uh, regenerate or whatever I weird know, magical dude. thing they do and and beyond the Graveland, um, I I'm a little I'm not mad at it. I'm anticipating and excited for their return. I'm just glad that Mill got out of the box so that he's able to wrestle the Lucha World Cup. That's my Mill in a box. Maybe he just doesn't show up, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, our partner's stuffed against they the did. fucking wall right now." When did they One, book him? Did they book him before the, the rock match? In the box. Shit, Two. You put Katrina's got... ass in a box because that's wrestle the world. Like, yeah, they're gonna have to replace him because he's dead. Fuck. Oh, they gotta talk to Cuerno. like dead Earth. You think they could like hey, bo- rent him from Cuerno? <laughs> Uh, That's the mill in a box. All I know, <laughs> it's so weird. All I know is, um, on behalf of the the MMM show, the MMM show, I would like to actually name King Cuerno our wrestler of the week because he is all of our favorites. On the oh! next, oh! <coughs> next segment. I'm no. I'm just gonna shoot. I think, so. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's fair. I think that's fair. No, fuck it. I'm gonna I shoot. Think that's fair. I'm gonna shoot. Uh, Cuerno is not my favorite. Oh, Cuerno's not my favorite. I'm going to take it a step further. And I, and I don't even care shot. if he's listening. Fuck King Cuerno. Still, still sore about Killshot getting nerfed by Fuck Cuerno. Cuerno. Yes, Killshot for life. Killshot for life. <laughs> Fuck Cuerno. These guys are just fucking with me, guys. Cuerno, I am... I, as we, as we move further into this season... Come back. Come back and listen. Because every time you see Cuerno from now on... We're going to talk about how much we love him. I'm going to fucking shoot. I'm going to shoot real fucking hard. So come back in the weeks to come. Because as this whole Cuerno thing progresses, I'm going to fucking shoot. I'm going to shoot the goddamn lights out. I love everybody over at Lucha Underground. That was one of my favorite moves. Oh, it's still my favorite. You know what else is one of my favorite moves in all of Lucha Underground? The thrill of the hunt. The thrill of the hunt's pretty sweet. The stuffed tombstone. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That move is great. The packaged tombstone. This is like tombstone. Did he hit Killshot with that one? He hit Killshot. I'm surprised Killshot's back on the show. Yeah, I I know. He had to cut the hair out of his mask to take pressure off of his neck. Y'all just wait. Y'all just wait. I'm going to call up Killshot. We're going to talk, and we're going to come up with a game plan to keep this Cuerno motherfucker think, away for a long, long time. You think if you went up to Cuerno and asked him what he thought of Killshot, he would know who we're talking about? Fuck Cuerno. Oh, he'd say, who's that now, guy? Now, wait, I thought yeah. you guys were Mill fans, though. You guys should be pissed that he's got fucking Mill in a box. Yeah, but sometimes you got to put people in a box, dude. I, I've got like three people in a box at my house. Fuck Cuerno. I'm out of this conversation starting now. Fuck a Cuerno. It's like, where do you think the other disciples of death are? Fuck, a they're in Sinestro. Yeah, they have. No, their hearts are. They had to get rid of the bodies, though. So I'm like, I want the ultimate Lucha all right, Underground all right. souvenir. Listen. So I went to the Square Store and I bought both of the disciples of death. Listen, let's get this back on it's track. It's probably some Lucha fan with like 15 masks, uh, a set of Drago armor, and then two of the disciples pinned up. I'm on going. The wall. I'm going back to my notes. <laughs> I'm going back to my notes here. Um, right here, the next match. Right before we get to the next match, it says, "Fuck Cuerno." sorry was that that cheap that is not on the cage versus matanza we still look we still have a fucking title match here we have a fucking title match here now my my favorite part about cage 
is that tag team that he filmed that he did with King Cuerno. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> Fuck Cuerno. No, I like I like his tag team Fuck with you Messiah, and the Cuerno you wrote in there. Throwing out money, they're Trump guys. Oh yeah, Team Trump. Team Trump. That was amazing in, right. in Mexico. Which is <laughs> Donald that's, Trump. That's about the biggest heel yeah. route you can okay, take. Okay, Donald Trump match. tried to have a judge from a case yeah. kicked out because he had Mexican heritage. Yeah, and he's it's like okay. Mexicans don't like me. I'm not gonna get a share fake. It's okay. Share shake. He doesn't like Samoans either. Um, anyway, Umaga, he had him so killed. Let, let's oh. talk about Allegedly. how we got to this match because again Casey and I talked about this a little last week yeah was this a dumb move on Cage's part I feel like he's not a smart Cage man. had some some Skynet well, awareness going on for a minute there when when he used his whole plan to get the gift of the gods but now we've moved into this thing where he's cashing it in and he's not really backing himself up like I know he's got a big ego but man we have seen Matanza destroy Everyone and everything. He's destroyed the fucking office of the temple. He has destroyed the people in the audience. Like, this well, was not a smart move on Cage's part, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think he's a guy who has teammates. And also, if he were going to look for someone to back him up and help him out and make a deal, who is he going to get that would help him out? Who would be well, on Well, this his... is a shame. The dream team, maybe. But as we talked about before, you don't. Uh, the, the wrestlers don't see the other backstage segments that the viewers yeah. see. So they're not they're not these uber-aware like WWE yeah. characters I mean, I, his old homeboy, King Cuerno, is busy Windexing the glass box and wiping it off yeah. right now. Jesus. Make sure there's but, fingerprints on it. <laughs> but I, you Fuck look Cuerno. at, like, who, who could he get to help him? Who could he strike a deal with? I'm not going to fucking would help be, him. You're that, not going to fucking help no, him. No, like, but who would... Who would be able to? Who would be crazy enough or big enough and strong no enough? No one who's around. Because Mill's at, in a box, Mill, Pentagon's Pentagon, in a hover around. And then, there's no one around to, to help him. And Vampiro's yeah. just again, he's taking his pills. Again, but this is why you don't jump the gun and cash it in. Like, this is one of the... Th- like, I just want to shake the shit out of him and be like, Cage, you I do big, gotta, muscular, I dumb fuck. Why are you point. cashing this in so soon, you dummy? I gotta make one point, and Stryker didn't make it, so I'm gonna make it for him. You don't have to destroy Matanza to beat him. You don't have to kill him. You just have to have his shoulder down the mat for three seconds. That's all you need. So maybe he thought he could So maybe it. snatch the key off of Dario's neck and put it on the ground so that Mill's down there. No, I don't know. Dude, or shiny you gotta objects. get the key and stab him in the eye like Jason. We already covered this on the podcast. Maybe. Well, what about the Vampiro's uh, theory about the shiny objects? He was trying to give Cage some <laughs> advice through the microphone. Anything. <laughs> like... Peel off some of your skin and show him your exoskeleton shiny object and get him to... Quick, someone toss him a quarter. Great, now we're going to have to give Cage all of our quarters. (laughs) Throwing quarters at Cage might not be the best (laughs) idea we've had. (laughs) We've maybe had better ideas on this show. Um, Look, this the the, the the crazy thing about this match, I'm just going to say this right off the bat. You get a match between Cage and Matanza and Cage is the high flyer in the match. Yeah. He worked this match that like was he awesome. was just straight luchador at the for the first half of it before yeah. they went into power spot heaven. But this was, I was, I popped hard. I was like, damn. It was great. Yeah, He's, we got to see some flips from Matanza too. Let's not, let's I'm not, not I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you didn't, but at the same time, the way that Cage was working and the style that he was working Lucha Cage. was just flat out Lucha Cage. Yep. Yeah. He was just working straight Luchador for at least the first quarter to third of this match. And, and a made, lot of fucking good it did him. Yeah. Well, it, he got a lot of momentum. Matanza. He did. Well, I think it caught Matanza off guard. Yeah, he He's the very first it. person to reverse the wrath of the gods and he did it into a roll-up and he was one second away from winning which proves my point you only have to get his shoulder down for three seconds to beat. Matanza. yeah but Matanza's a very athletic guy 
Yeah. <laughs> Some might even call him Mr. Athletic. He is. Uh, if, if He's strong as a cob of corn. I would call Matanza a... Mi- I would talk to him with respect and say Mr. to whatever. <laughs> to what, which is yeah. smart. And he would say... Burr. I'd say Matanza <laughs> is one of the chosen few that could do this role. Are you saying he's Drew Galloway? No. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just see the shirt in the temple sometimes, and they let people wear it, so I wonder what it means. Kayfabe's such an interesting in thing the... when it comes to Lucha Underground. That's <laughs> It's just so... Kayfabe and Lucha Underground are just such a weird combination. Stop fucking tagging him on Twitter. He's not Matanza. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, so I sent out a tweet about the match or whatever, and Cage retweets it and tags Matanza by his real name. I know. Which I is know. funny because Lucha Underground, if you if you watch Lucha Underground, they'll retweet certain people, but they won't retweet people who are really cast as a character if their yeah. Twitter handle is their other real name, their, their straight name. They don't retweet the wrestlers when they post uh, their schedules and give away future taping dates, do they? No, not, not too often, though okay. I'm sure they all see it. Yeah, but no <laughs> one did that because um, the person that everyone thinks of is Matanza is clearly not him because if he was Matanza, all I would be saying is, motherfucker, I'm Matanza. I was saying that when I wasn't Matanza. All <laughs> I'm going to say is don't MVP your pants. Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That needs to be a shirt. Don't, don't MVP your pants. Um, anyway, so Cage hulks up a couple times. We talked about the finisher a little bit. Fuck, yeah. Dude, this is uh, the point in time when I have to say, like, is this a Goldberg thing? Is this a Samoa Joe? Like, Matanza's on a pretty unstoppable streak here in Lucha Underground, and I have a feeling this might go on for a while. Well, they beat it. They built him up so much. I mean, who... They, they, it's like, uh, th- there's urgency and everything. There's no pay-per-view cycle. So like, uh, cage gets the gift of the gods. What are you going to do when you get that belt? You want to, you want to cash it in right away and, and fight right away. And Fuck like that, no, then I they, don't. well, I mean, I, mean, I would have been a little bit, anyway. I would have yeah, been a little more so strategic like, about it, but yeah, I'd be like, Dude, I get what you're saying. And so like, he does, he doesn't want to win the gift of the gods. He wants to win the Lucha belt. Right, and so that's why that's why he p- went through it really quickly. Then you bring in Matanza, and you say Matanza is the biggest and baddest, but how do you really prove that uh, until you throw the biggest and the baddest at the temple? I mean, but right that's away. it. That's it. Are, like who else? Tejano. Is he the last guy left with the strength that could take on? Shit. But he doesn't need the belt. Like he he doesn't seem like he's ever been in Lucha Underground. For the belt. He's got his belts in Mexico, and I think he's happy with that. And Tejano is yeah. seems like he's more in Lucha Underground for the violence and to get some good matches in. Like, I don't think he's got any desire to hurt his chances in Mexico by coming into Lucha Underground and fucking around with Matanza. See, that's like, I thing. feel like Tejano is that kind of smart. Like, Cage should have been. Like, look, yeah. I got my place where I make my fucking money doing that. I come up here to whoop up on some motherfuckers. I don't come here to take a beat down, right. possibly from some big dude. They haven't put him on a direction, on a motivational direction towards the Lucha belt. He's always been the AAA former champ, right. AAA accolades. And I love that. I love that writing-wise and for yeah. Tejano's character. But, like, he does not fucking need that. That's not his could, goal. They could give him, a, you know, point him a little bit closer to the belt and put him on that intersection with, uh, with Matanza. They could do that. I think he probably is 
that, like, I don't know if you contender. want to do that though, because then then I feels like to me then Tejano's got to come out with his belt and be like, oh, you got your little underground belt. I got a fucking real belt. Fuck you. And then that yeah. kind of and hurts plus, your belt. He's not triple A champion, and so like after the show's already taped, because he won the belt right. like <laughs> yeah halfway through season three's tapings in Mexico. It's weird. Like they were able to do that with ADR because he was going to be champ for a long time. <laughs> I don't know who <laughs> he just. I don't know, know who that crybaby bitch is that you're talking about. El Patron. No one gave a shit for shooting on him last week, so maybe you're okay with the Cuerno stuff, Justin. I'm. I'm. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I am unafraid. What's he gonna do? Hunt me? Patron? No. We just hear a knock Cuerno. At the door right now. Whatever. <laughs> Try some taxidermy bullshit on me. <laughs> he's ringing the doorbell. Dude, do you think he stuffed Mil Muertes? He had to, right? Before he put him in, because he, he fixed his Look, mask. Look, it's not like they he fucking went him. out there you and won the, the goddamn match he either. Fi- he's he a fixed bitch. the mask. You put a new mask on. He's mask. a bitch. He's a body snatcher. No, he think... stitched the mask together. Oh, he stitched he it. He stitched the match together. Oh, I was together. wondering if you went to the wrestling guy store and bought a... Look, no. Mil Muertes mask. I ain't afraid of this motherfucker. He's creepy as Marty the Moth. He stole a fucking body. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's the one who murdered the motherfucker. That would be cool. I would give that some props. He didn't yeah. actually hunt the motherfucker. He stole a dead body. He hunted him. He's but he didn't actually catch him. He stole a dead body. No, the, the coffin was just That's a strap. This, this is, is somebody else shooting the fucking deer, you know, and then you going out and picking it up. This is like if you're the guy it's who picks up rule. the guy five who shot rule. Dick Cheney's friend in the face. This yeah. is, I mean, it, it's it the is. Five second rule. It he's is in the coffin for five seconds. You can take him. He's, he's a bitch. I ain't afraid. It is very different than when he killed Killshot oh, in season one. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good point, Justin. Remember when we were at the tapings? And Killshot's Kill not Shot in a glass box. They showed on TV. Too. Yeah. He put the deer head on him and then kicked the shit out of him. It was yeah, awesome. That was kind of fucked up. And then he and then he invited um, Vampiro in a ring to piss on him. Yeah. All right. And then Davari so, started drinking it and shit. And Davari was drinking. I feel it. like look. I feel like look. <laughs> If it's not Tejano, you have to be gearing up for a Pentagon return for this Matanza thing. Like Matanza's got to yes. fight somebody. It's not they can't they don't have as deep a roster as WCW when Goldberg went on history or yeah. even yeah he can't fight even Jerry when Samoa Flynn Joe was in TNA. Oh dude, I hope they he could fights feed him disorderly conduct. Mid card guy, and this is the top of the card too. This is not mid card. Like Goldberg went on the streak through yeah. mid card guys. Yeah. Well, I think Samoa Joe went through X division guys who weighed sixty pounds less than him. Oh, El Dan- oh, poor Matanza. What's the last big streak we've seen in, in a wrestling promotion besides this? I mean, um, this is... Ryback. Yeah, some guy. That, yeah. Yeah, the some back. guy. By but, the way, guy. by the way, this match, uh, Cage and Matanza reminded me of, like, Ryback's fantasy match of what he thinks he would do if he wasn't shackled by WWE. Like, mm. he's a big guy, and he's mm. like, oh, I wish I could do some stuff. Mm. And all he could do is a splash. Whereas Cage is just that? going nuts. That's the first page of my notes done. Let's quickly go into something else that oh, yeah. we've been that, wanting that to talk my, about for a while. That was my blowjob uh, sounds for Byron. So Casey and I have been wanting to talk about this forever. Fuck yeah, son. Um, what is this? It's a radio show. As you see at home, actually you don't see it at home, I'm holding up a picture of Slater style. the Aztec medal. Since the belt has been retired medallions. this week and medallions, um, you never know when this belt's going to come back. I mean, it has to get put back into play and there has to be at least seven matches mm-hmm. to get the belt back on someone. So it's not going to be back next week or anything. So we want to talk a little bit about the seven, the Aztec, seven Aztec medallions and the tribes, because yeah. we've had theories about this forever. And one of the theories, we talked about this in an early show. I think it was the very first show where all three of us were on. We talked about uh-huh. this a little bit that I think that there should be an angle where we kind of see 
what tribes people are affiliated with or Dario even making people have to choose a tribe to be affiliated with. But clearly they've had some backstories where people are talking about representing certain tribes mm -hmm. and that there is this longstanding things. And these medallions have very specific things on them and represent yes. the, the seven tribes that came from the, the caves up to Aslan or whatever the Aztec city was. Mm -hmm. um, and I can't pronounce I mean, I, my Hebrew is pretty good, but these names of the original tribes... Are yeah, the, we, we don't need to do Zochimilka, that. Xochimilca, I can't say these. Xtapalapa kettle? Yeah, Tepacana, Chalca, Mexica. I think we just need to look at the pictures and okay. describe what we see. Well, I just liked writing them down, especially this mm -hmm. one. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's not a it word. It sounds that's delicious. Just, that's like Joanna Zinjecek. It's yeah. like, it sounds one way, but the way you spell it is just a bunch of yeah, Zs and it's Ds. It's like Xochil Hamada. Wow. And it's spelled Zixochil. So, and and I'm not trying to be racist at all. I just cannot say these words. I need somebody they do who can an X tell me how to say these things. As they start a word off like that. Yeah. X-C-H-T. Well, like there's Zochimilka. Chilahuka. You're saying it all right. Gazintite. Alkahua. Get it? Wow. Fucking Todd Pettengill level humor there, buddy. Anyway. Jesus. So I'm going to put these into terms that I can just from looking at these. The first one looks like it's obviously the Hunter's Tribe. Here no, we... that is not what that what one is. What is this? That is Prince Puma. That is the Puma Tribe. That is a cat on there, isn't that it? That is so a this cat is a head. Puma Tribe? Yep. Wait, I thought wait, it was... wait, hold on. Which one is? That one that you're pointing at. Yeah. That I thought looks that like that was... Puma wearing his... his yep. Uh, it's, Puma, it's Puma's Mufasa hat. Yeah. Okay. That's so Puma. that would probably lead Puma to be associated with that tribe. The next one is pretty clear. It's snakes in a skull. Yep. What's that mean? Uh, well, we know some snakes. There's. I mean, we, we got snake. Drago, who's kind of reptilian, and we've got Cobra Moon, who is way more right. pure snake. And I would kind of lean towards Cobra Moon being. I kind of go towards Cobra Moon Cobra because Moon. I think all of these people are going to be Lucha Underground created characters. Yeah. Okay. That's very, very um, so now, what is this ram's head Quirno. evil thing? That is Cuerno. That's a hunter thing? Yeah. That's like a ram. Yeah, but uh, like yeah. He, he, he hunts things. I think that's supposed to be Cuerno's coin, because they, they have said that Cuerno's one of the descendants. It's the only one that I really see Well, maybe, because it's got the horn thing going on, kind of like his headdress. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then this next one is kind of an undead-looking oh, uh, deal. Also looks like a skull. Looking at it yeah, but look at the other one. That's the skull that Justin's talking about now. This that's is no, a, but I'm saying that looks like a hunted skull, like a mounted oh, skull, maybe not mounted. like an animal head. Yeah, gotcha. and it's got little like antler things in the background, little tribal art, like you know, like the Harris brothers would get to cover up their Nazi tattoos. Yeah. What's up, TNA? Nice piece of shit promotion. Nice, <laughs> nice reference. Um, so. The next one is this undead skull thing. Hmm, yeah. I wonder. No, see. There Katrina is a, Mil Muertes. Uh, but which one? And I think Katrina's the one with all the power here. Yeah, I think clearly. Well, and she brought him back, but I so I mm -hmm. feel like they're both representative of this tribe now. You think they're two different tribes? No, no I think that, that Katrina's the Katrina's tribe the, and the, Mill's the muscle. Yeah. That's what I think. Now, this next one is that some kind sense. of uh, bird with a mohawk thing. I'm guessing this is a phoenix deal. No, that is an Aztec dragon, Again. sir. That looks like Dragon Azteca's headdress. Yeah. Interesting. So, but then that could be Drago or Dragon Azteca, right? Yeah, but it it has the same beak that Dragon Azteca has. Yeah. Aztec. And fire and tweet dragon. this fucking image so that people know what we're working with here. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> looks like some kind of crucifix with a moth around it. Yeah. A crucifix, a skull, a crown, and a moth. It very yeah. Mary Posa esque. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's clearly the Jesus tribe. 
And um, so I think this is this is your trust fund moth tribe, right? Yeah, that is your trust. So fund this moth goes tribe. to the, the we were talking a few weeks ago that that Marty the moth mm-hmm. may actually be an Aztec descendant, though it doesn't necessarily work with him just showing up at the door. Right. But I like his story now, and let's let's not forget this is wrestling people's backstories change every right. night. Right, and then we have we, we and have that's a change one for the better. Right? So the good thing go about the moth backstory is that it's technically a blank book. book. Right, so we're gonna rewrite it and say that he didn't just show up on the doorstep as some speaking dude in of jeans uh, and blank books, guys. This last one is clearly the scrap from Ice Age, so I don't it know is, who that. What the fuck is this chipmunk rabbit looking thing? This is so yeah. weird. And, don't really know. It. it now, see, looks I like thought this might be the puma representation ah, thing here. I don't know, dude. It looks like a cute little bunny rabbit, but mm. but it, but a squirrel also at the same or time. Or a cat. It could be some kind of cat. Is that what? Is that what uh, they had at, on Easter? Jack Evans was in that gimmick for a minute, and then P.J. Black beat him up. I don't know. All I know is I got some Sour Patch Kids. I was eating them and not paying attention to what was happening. Yeah. Anyway. So let's call this the Rata. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> or it's Scrata. The Scrata. The, the Scrata medal. So we don't really know who's going to be associated with that. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Masquerita's little, and that's like the littlest animal that's on I don't know, man. Does Cage get something? I, I like don't think Cage Well, no, but I mean, think Lucha characters. Lucha yeah, and, and what, what, what would the Matanza family be associated with? Maybe that's oh, just no. theirs. Maybe they're the Ratas. No, they're not Mexican. They're Spaniards. So they're the conquistadors that fucked with all these people. Oh, so they're the conquistadors coming to try to get the power. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. I like that angle. Yeah, he bought all the medallions with his father's gold. Some story like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and he also says that the, the belt is made out of gold from each of the seven Aztec tribes. Mm-hmm. So not only these medals, but the, the actual main Lucha Underground belt, he says, is forged from the medal of seven Aztec tribes. And it does kind of look like a, a medallion itself. So too. clearly, I think there's some lineage there and some heritage from Dario as well that I'd love to know what the Matanzas are, have been up to in Mexico and if they've been torturing poor Aztec warriors for thousands of years or not. And totally not killing Lotus's parents. They know, yeah. They're they've been uh, inter- ingrained with the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's interesting. I like the conquistador aspect. So you got the conquistadors. You got a bunch of Asians showing up because I'm assuming, unless Lotus was adopted, that her parents are Asian. Could be so adopted. that could be like a thing that they came over and are doing some work for somebody. I Never don't know. know. Well, and and look, money. There's money to be had, and there's it's no secret. I mean, you go to Las Vegas. And you'll see, you know, Russian bigwigs there. You'll see Chinese bigwigs there, Japanese bigwigs. No. You come into to stuff like this. I wouldn't be surprised to see any of that going on in the temple. Maybe. Quite honestly. The guy in the limo is a fucking rabbit. And that's why Lorenzo Lamas didn't talk to him. Because I wouldn't be able to talk to a rabbit person with a straight face, would you? Uh, how would a rabbit smoke a cigar? They don't have the teeth structure. Did you ever fucking watch Bugs Bunny? Jesus Christ. He, that wasn't him. That Wait, he... He just would hold on to it. And you know how he wears gloves all the time? Just like the guy in the fucking car. Boom. That's true. If I could drop this mic without fucking up the podcast, I would. So right. l- let me ask you this. To wrap this up, the Aztec medallions and the importance of it. We saw in the very first few episodes that they put a lot of, of kind of faith into this Aztec backstory. Yep. Have we gotten too far away from it? Do we need to fold some of this back in to no. keep the importance on the belt? Do do you feel like this is something that should be written in more, written out more? Should they get away from the... No, we're seeing it still. We just don't know it yet. Dragon Azteca, Lotus, and the Cuetos is this angle, and we just don't know. 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I mean, I think they can go even further with some of this stuff too. I like the the Puma angle too, and and you want to see which characters are representing stuff. And obviously, I feel like Cobra Moon's gimmick could go uh, in that direction too, where with her being the clear representation of this Snake and Tribe thing. Dude, if Aerostar is time traveling to get all these people on the same fucking page, he's got his work cut out for him. You think that's he's the little little bunny rabbit? Maybe he's bunny small. Rabbit? I don't think. No, I mean, I, I feel like like. Um, Aerostar is kind of a foil to Dario in, in the sense that Aerostar was more the representation of the, the creation or the creature that brought the tribes mm-hmm. out of the caves in the first place. I feel like he was even before the tribes. And Aerostar has that kind of, of mystical pull to him that he's kind of not the creator of the tribes, but kind of the shepherd of the seven tribes once they came out. And I feel like there could be a backstory there of why the tribes separated that involves um, Aerostar having to try to pull them back together in the first place. I think it's going to come out that Aerostar fucked something up and he's the one that killed Lotus's parents because that would be hilarious. That would be awesome. If he just like accidentally does it and then fucks up the time stream, it'd be great. So back to the future stuff, you have like... It's like oh, Dario, young Dario. You guys got any other thoughts about Lucha Underground or nah. Good Show? Good Show. Good Show. Let's talk some fucking UFC. We got to talk about some fucking fights. First, I, I'm gonna go back in time quickly just to UFC 88 because I know you want to bust my fucking balls. Oh, I, yeah. look at this, man! Look, I gotta show you this. All the green are the fights that I at least got the person right. The two fights that I got wrong were the ones that I was most hyped about. You can tell that I picked them based on passions and not brains. Fucking Aljamain Sterling lost to Mr. Tate, Misha's fucking man, and Brian Caraway. Because it was on fucking fight. Pass. It was, but Aljamain rode his fucking back like a spider monkey the whole first round. It was close to a 10 8 round. Um, but then Caraway just. Like, whatever Misha told him in the corner actually fucking worked because Misha, if anybody knows how to pull a fight out that she started off losing, mm-hmm. it's Misha Tate. She gave her uncanny fucking superpower to Brian Caraway this yeah, she's week. she's like, if you lose, you're cut off. Oh, yeah. I mean, she. I think she told Brian Caraway before the fight that if he won, he got anal. And uh, his Jesus. ass still oh. hurt from the last time. So, <laughs> yeah, but she's wearing the strap on there. Come on. Oh, Jesus Christ. We all I know, know we, we got all know an how that goes down. Tag, Casey Sorry. I'm not a fan of Brian Caraway. I think he's a douchebag. And it's hilarious because I love Misha Tate. I think she's awesome. But especially from his time on the Ultimate Fighter on that, that Tate Rousey edition, he just seemed like such a bitch. And he seemed like he was just trying to get into fights with the girls and stuff all the time. And it's like, let fucking Misha take care of Ronda. Dude, just step back. Train the fucking fighters. Shut your pie hole. Who do you hate more, him or Cuerno? Cuerno. Okay. Mm. Just making sure. Um, Cuerno, our pick for UFC Fighter of the Week. Fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, Aljamain Sterling lost that one. And then in a fucking snooze fest, my homegirl, oh. Jess I. What were your thoughts? You, I, I'm I too just, close to this one. Like, okay. Jess is a homegirl. Like, Fuck. I have trouble what, with this. What did I text you, Justin? Oh I think I texted, get these girls a Bellator contract. Oh. Uh, I, I, I know I sent you a bunch of Zs. Yeah. Uh, I might have said something about Cleveland work rate. I'm sorry. I know we got a lot of people from Cleveland listening. That was just me being an asshole. That's all right. We're used to it. Oh, God. Uh, I'm wearing my Cavs hat, by the way, right now. Even after. It's a cool hat, though. You know, it's the day after they got destroyed in game one of the finals. I was going to ask how that went. 
Uh, the third period went great. Oh, nice. <laughs> the third quarter was awesome. The third fourth quarter, quarter, maybe not so much. <laughs> Where the Golden State Warriors really stretched out on the fucking Cavs, like, <laughs> in a bad, bad, bad way. Uh, yeah, I know. I just have friends that really like the Warriors that I want to give some shit, and it's not happening. Well, I, you know. Sup, Vinny? Look, that was the first <laughs> That was the first game. It was on the road. This is the, the, the most winningest team in, like, NBA history, and they're playing at home in the finals. I didn't really expect the Cavs to win. I liked what I saw in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would go a little more that direction, at least be closer, so I wouldn't feel so much like Brian Caraway taking it from Misha mm-hmm. Tate up the butt. But Jesus. I do, so I'm going to move on. So that's Cleveland sports for this week. Jessica, I did not get it done. Cavs did not get it done last no. night. Um, um, I still hope to see Jess on the card in Cleveland. I think that that's a big benefit to her. That Stipe's bringing uh, UFC, what is it, 203 to Cleveland on September 10th because I feel like because she's one of the few stars from Cleveland, she's still going to get on that card. She's going to probably get a decent match mm-hmm. um, because they'll want her to help draw people in. She might even, I hope for her sake, that maybe she could still pull the headliner for the prelims. Hey, maybe if, Because that's what this slot was. If not... Hey, you know what? She can give a good piss break to everyone. Or, you know, maybe she'll be on the pay-per-view. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> she yeah, it wasn't exciting. No, I, and I've just seen wasn't. her do better. She got out-wrestled. Look, Sarah uh, McMahon's got a silver fucking medal. I, I and, think that and, match is why I fell asleep two matches from the show ending. Yeah, I mean, look, it just wasn't it wasn't sexy. So um, who won in the main? Was it fucking Corey Graves well, or get was there. it Dolphin Teeth? I'll, okay. get, I'll get there. Because there was another one that I know you like, which was Alberto Udo breaking Jake Collier's oh, nose oh, early in the fight. And Collier fights back and gets the TKO win in the second round. Dude, that was so great. And I, I'm always entertained by nose breaks unless it's someone that's a luchador that I really like that has has it happened? I don't mean him. And here's here's the trick, people. You get a break like that. There's there's a it's hard to continue, but it can be done. And the trick is you can't go to the corner and blow your nose because no. then your eye will blow up typically. Yep. And then your eyes close shut and you're and fucked. You have to breathe through your mouth. So you mm-hmm. goddamn well better have the right mouthpiece in mm-hmm. and not be one of those fucking gassers. And this kid did it all right. You yeah. can fight through a broken nose. They teach you this in, in martial arts, especially to get mm-hmm. through street fights because it happens all the time. People get slammed on walls or concretes. You, your nose is one of the first things to break. People are aiming for your nose. You catch an elbow. Your nose, your nose will break, but you can still win the fight. This kid proves it, and, and he gets my fucking toughness award this week since there's no Marty the Moth match in Lucha. Right, <laughs> right. Because Marty's and, a tough fuck, son of man. a bitch. That, that knee that broke the nose... Um, I'm also, before Jesus. I forget, I want to put over Vinny Massaro's fucking mm. t-shirt. If you guys haven't seen Vinny's t-shirt, I'll repost it, but it's fucking dope. I love Vinny's t-shirt. Yeah, it's available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, use the code uh, mm show. We don't have a code. We don't have a fucking code, sadly. Use the heels code. Use the heels code to buy Vinny's shirt from not on the heels page because they get extra less of nothing then. Just buy Vinny's shirt because it's actually a fucking super dope design. I'm going to buy one. I had to pay rent this week, so I'm going to wait till next week. But I'm going to buy a Vinny shirt. And Vinny, if you're listening, um, sorry we didn't have you on to plug it yourself, but I think you're on heels this week, aren't you? Oh, Oh, so Vinny's cheating on us is what you're saying. No, dude, look, it's all Lucha Click. It's all fam. Okay, it's fine. I'm not mad at those guys. There are podcasters out there that I'm, I'm mad not at. Mad but at I'll, I'm I'll mad save at shooting guys. on those. Hmm. I'll, I'll save shooting on other podcasts for next season. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if they, they can redeem themselves. Greeno. 
Jesus Christ. We'll see if Lucha they can read them. Lucha Grino. Anyway. <laughs> really? um, That's what they used to call the white people. Oh, Jeremy's, Jeremy Little Heathen Stevens uh, against the... Hinnon, former champion, Burrell. Oh, I see. Okay, so now, this is up at 145. Yeah, I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and I saw Hinnon doing pretty good, and I fell back to sleep. So what else happened? He lost. God damn it. <laughs> Hinnon, um, he, look... He lost, but here's the thing about this to me. He took Jeremy Stevens' best punches. Mm-hmm. Best and he gave punches. some good ones back when I was awake. I saw that. Um, and so, because people are, a lot of people are questioning, should he stay at 145? Should he try to go to 135? I think he should stay out of 135. Uh, even though he lost, Jeremy Stevens is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Hinnon Burrell, I think, was always a little overrated. I know there was Rogan saying pound for pound best or whatever before his mm. one pay-per-view come on everybody knew that was a joke that was just fight hype for dumb people because they'd never heard of hen and Barrow. anybody who no. knew mma knew that hen and Barrow was not the goat of any kind we all knew that he was a mid-top carter who who put it together and maybe he was on his way to being super super good but look tj dillashaw fucking took him out double time and that just shows where he's at, because honestly, I don't think TJ was the best. He had fucking lost to John Dotson on the fucking Ultimate Fighter. Shots fired. You know, so Hinnon Burrell, yes, he might be, you know, in the top five, top ten of either of those weight divisions. I don't mm-hmm. think he's at the top of it. But even though he lost to Jeremy Stevens here, which kudos to Jeremy Stevens, I still think Hinnon Burrell can be a player at 145. He took... He should have lost that match worse, is yeah. what I'm saying. Hey, he was he's doing all right when I woke up. Maybe I was dreaming. Yeah. Maybe I was dreaming of a world where Hen and Burrell wins fights. So Cody No Love Garbrandt. Is um, that uh is that our, versus, our good friend Corey Graves? Yeah, undefeated yeah. Thomas Almeida. AKA um I uh, see. You know what? I call them dolphin teeth, and I, then I realize he just smiles with his gums and he actually has really big teeth. Jesus wow. Christ, Byron. <laughs> Byron's That's already all. listening to the podcast. Like, how meta is that? Oh, God. <laughs> it's just like when I was trying to listen to the last real heels in the car, and Byron started listening to himself on the podcast. No, no. What happened was I was listening to the heels. No one and cares. And then in the no middle of it, no one cares. Casey no one cares. turns on our podcast to listen to his Stone Cold impersonation. Uh, that never oh, hell yeah. Hey, don't worry. We sound good this week. Don't worry. You mealy mouth bastard. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Price check on a jackass. Okay, we can continue. I love it. Um, so, um, anyway, Cody No Love Garbrandt. <laughs> Corey Graves. Yeah, just, he's a new superstar. These guys were both undefeated going in. Uh, they both had, like, total potential to go to the next level. And they both look like total D-bags. And... He's got this super tat up the neck look mm-hmm. and this shit talking thing. He's, like, he's Corey Graves with a beard. Let's not mince words. I think he's going to be able to sell fights. I do because of that fact. Because people want to see him get fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. But either way, I think there's something about his personality. I think there's something about that look that's going to help help him sell fights. Um Let's talk a little bit about UFC 199 yes, right yes. here oh, in yes. Los here Angeles, California. Woo. And no, I actually don't think I'm going to this fight. I talked about it with some friends, but and there's still tickets available. So if you're listening to this, grab yourself a ticket. 
uh, come down. It's at the forum. Mm-hmm. And people were talking shit on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> and some of my friends were talking shit in text messages Fire about the forum. Alarm. Why would they do it there? If you don't know, the forum has been completely fucking remodeled. Oh, we're talking millions and millions of dollars have been put in there. Dana White was even talking about it at the press conference yesterday. The forum is fucking immaculate now. Don't sleep on the forum just because there's not an NBA team there. And honestly, one of the two NBA teams should almost go there, but it's not even quite set up as good for basketball as it used to be anymore. Yeah. Um, but who cares? Like they wanted to get the UFC in there. They got them. It's, it's an awesome venue for the UFC. I think we'll see Dude. all the guys that are over there now have been so tweeting about how office, awesome it is. All the backstage stuff is awesome. Uh-huh. The dressing rooms, the, the boxes, the, the seats yeah. are better now. They're not those same old rickety plastic seats they used to have when the Lakers were in there. They're yeah. it's totally redone, folks. I remember that shit because my mom, she used to work for a Coast Federal Bank, so we used to get free tickets to the Forum all the time. It was a rat-infested shithole yeah. towards the end there. It I never got bad, to go to basketball venue. games. I got to go to a lot of fucking awesome boxing pay-per-views, though. And the fucking USA Network, like, Tuesday night fights and shit like yeah. that. And boxing has still been there the last mm-hmm. couple of years since they've done the renovation. I saw Prince there. Dude, I well, saw you the, saw it. That was still a shithole, wasn't it? It was a shithole back then. Yeah. I saw WCW there Ugh. before the Monday Night War era. Well, I'd, I'd love it's to see some wrestling awesome. go there. Hey, maybe maybe Lucha will do a big event there one day. Maybe Lucha should do Ultima, move Ultima Lucha Home. into the Home. forum. Home of the World Peace Festival. That's my, that's my suggestion of the week to, to Lucha Underground. From me to you, do Ultima Lucha in the LA forum. My... my suggestion lucha underground for me to you is to give me byron and justin ultima lucha tickets so that we know we get them and we don't freak out and have panic attacks when the tickets go available Thank yeah <laughs> okay some, some of i'm us, not gonna i'm not gonna deny that request some of us invest money in plane tickets oh yeah that's true um so quick little preview i'm gonna go from the bottom up a um, couple of fights I don't even care to talk about, but I'm going to talk about this Cole Miller, Alex Caceres thing because this fight was originally Cole Miller, Alex Caceres was originally Dennis Seaver versus BJ Penn. Yeah. And then <laughs> Dennis Seaver fell out. Cole Miller came in. And then BJ Penn fell out for using an IV. And then Alex Caceres, Bruce Leroy comes in. I think this is a no-brainer. I think uh, Bruce Leroy is not going to win this fight. As much hype as there was for him coming out of the Ultimate Fighter, I don't think he can handle Cole Miller. Even though Cole's been around a long time. And with that hook kick, Leroy, that's all you got to do, brother. I think that uh, I think Cole Miller's got the reach on him and the experience, and I think he's going to get this one done. (sighs) Jessica Pinay versus Jessica Andrade. Pinay has been not around a lot. Andrade is tough and definitely has a chance to win if you like betting on a dog as an underdog, then I, I would say that it's, that's a decent bet for you on Andrade, but I'm still going to take Pinay in this one. I'm putting all my money on Jessica. <laughs> Smart choice. Uh, Benil Dariush versus James the Texecutioner, Vic. Such a great name. Benil is number 10 in this division, but uh, James Vic has got this 9-0 record. I'm going to pick Vic on this one. I the think Texecutioner. He's got some he's got some skills that people aren't looking at. His range is good. The way he circles, I think he is just a tough, tough opponent for Benil. Uh, Benil could get it done if he gets to the inside and works some of the clinch game and maybe some of the dirty boxing and, and tries to get some takedowns. But I just don't see it with Vic. I think Vic walks away with this one. 9-0 for a reason, and he's marketable as fuck with a yeah, game like that. he really is. He really is. So. And he's a scary-looking dude. <laughs> um, I'm going to let Casey talk about this one. Brian yes! Ortega... 
who is ranked number 12 at 145 because because your, your guy, guy is. is not uh ranked at this weight class i don't think oh shit well, clay he's to... guida clay, okay but he's fighting 145 now this is not the grimier heavier clay guida this that we is... saw sit on some of these motherfuckers i mean he took out yeah. uh he took out pettis by sitting on him. Yeah. yeah. And Pettis is like, Pettis is almost big for 170. I mean, yeah. Pettis is a lot bigger dude than Clay. Let Clay's down 145 something. now. Clay Guida is one of my favorite fighters. It's one of my dad's favorite fighters. Clay Guida is one of those guys that you just cannot knock the fuck out. He has Homer Simpson disease, <laughs> which is an extra amount of bone in his head <laughs> that makes it that when you, and when you hit him, it doesn't hurt his brain and knock him out. You could hit this guy in the face with a baseball bat wouldn't knock him out. He he could take like Crow Cop just kicking the shit out of him, get right up, shake hands with him, and then say, hey, you like my hair? You want some tips? So do you think that Clay gets it done here? I don't know, but I'm going to fucking love the fight because I love Clay, Clay Guida. I know, I know. And that is true. I mean, no matter what, watching his fights, even when he loses, it's fun to watch his fights. He's so fucking grimy. And he always gets fucked up. That's that's my prediction. His face is gonna get fucked up, and there's gonna be blood everywhere. He's a fighter. Is. He's a fighter. I mean, like, and I, I have to say, I love guys like that. Like, I'll go into the gym and I'll get my ass kicked by you know ninety three percent of the dudes in there using techniques and this that and the other thing. But I'll go in the street and I won't lose because I'm fucking crazy. I feel like Clay Guida is that guy crazy. in the gym. Yeah, I feel like he's the guy that will impale your ass on a broken chair leg in the gym. He's just fucking grimy and crazy. I want him to do a self-defense video like Boss Rudin did, <laughs> which I own. I own that on DVD. You got to get a picture of you on that DVD. I want the Boss action system in my house so I can punch those those spring-loaded whatever. Yeah, I liked his O2 trainer. I listened to him talk about it, and I thought, it's this thing idea, is right? really awesome. It's a yeah. great idea. I need to get one of these. Everyone to, uses the training take... mask instead, though, because it fits oh, better. Yeah. But, but what the thing is, like, I, I was thinking, I need this to take me to the next level. And then... I learned how it worked and what it, how it makes you feel. I changed my mind. I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, because you need more donuts. Yeah. Because um, Byron, Byron needs all the brain cells that he has, folks. All right. Well, I had a maybe for Otega, but I think you've convinced me that I want to see Clay Guida yes. win. So I'm going to go with Clay Guida for and this each one, each and every one of you listening. If you, you follow my picks and you bet my picks, then send me a share of your winnings because yeah, hopefully you, you'll be in if, the money. If you listening right now, you. The fucking headphones. He's pointing at the microphone. If you do not like Clay Guida, fuck you. You're a communist. Um, Piece of shit. Dustin Poirier versus Bobby Green. This is number 11 versus number 13 yeah. at 155 pounds. This, this, my friends, this is the murderer's row. People talk about how 155 is a murderer's row of fighters. These two guys are the guys on that fucking row that you don't want to have to face to move up into the top 10. They're hovering just outside the top 10 because they've taken some tough losses because this division is fucking impossible. There's 9,000 people in it. <clears throat> oh my God. I mean, like, and, and they're all crazy. I mean, they're the Cowboy Cerrones of the, the whole league. They'll fight anybody. They'll fight to the death. 155 is a horrible, awful, scary, scary place if you're a fighter. And here are two of the monsters in the division who are sitting at 11 and 13. It's amazing they're not sitting higher. I feel like mm -hmm. if these guys were in any other weight class, they'd be like four and five. I remember the first time I saw Poirier fight, I didn't think he was going to win because I worked with a guy with the same last name and he was like... <laughs> he was a Frenchman. You know, he's like a wimpier Byron. Like, oh, uh, I, I know that's saying a lot. But it's like, mm -hmm. it's like Byron, but with my body, but smaller. Right. 
you know, like maybe like five three or something, five four. And he was a tiny little man. I heard a girl tell him once, "I wish I could put you in my pocket." <laughs> and that's what I think when I think Poirier. Well, I gotta say, I'm picking Poirier for this fight, but oh, Bobby, me too. Bobby Green's fucking beast. And it's like I almost feel bad that these two guys have to fight each other. I want to see these two guys fight everyone that is in the top ten and higher, and I want to see them work their way up. I wish this was a number one contenders match. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, there's a lot of fucking guys at 55 to get through and there's more coming in all the time. And you know, you, and you still got guys like Khabib hovering out there and Tony El Kikui. like the, the 55 is just fucking, fucking K- Khabib Poirier. Let's do it. And I have to be honest. I don't want to see Dos Anjos hold on to his belt. I want to see it get mixed up some more. I want to see Dos Anjos drop the title to one of these guys soon. We'll see. I, I, I hope all of these guys, I hope to see Tony get a shot at Dos Anjos. I hope to see Khabib get a shot at him. That's, I hope to yeah. see Eddie get a shot at I like I want to see like at least eight guys punch Dos Anjos in the face. <laughs> Khabib's, <laughs> Khabib's the guy I want to do it, but he's probably like my uh, favorite in this Okay, here's, here, right here's my scenario of what I would love. I would love to see Khabib take it off of Dos Anjos, and then I'd love to see El Kukui come up and beat Khabib for it. That would be cool. That would be yeah, my be ultimate right dream. That. As long as I would Khabib gets that. his moment, you know? Yeah, and I think that that would... I mean, look, we're not talking about a democracy of fighting here, but that would be awesome if it went down that way. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of awesome, Hector Lombard's got a fight. He's number 15, I think, in his yeah, division yeah, yeah. or something. That against... Uh, sounds way low for him, but, you know. Dan Henderson? Yeah. Yeah, fucking Hendo. Yeah, yeah, he's the, still fighting? Fucking yeah, exactly. Hendo, bro. Thank you. He's still fighting. That is the exact reaction I wanted. It's like, because wh- wh- whatever what? color he is doesn't crack. <laughs> Dan Hendo? Yeah, yeah, I think Lombard's a little more... Orange doesn't shape. crack. Okay? Um, I gotta say, in this day and age where I don't think Hendo's gonna get away with any supplementation or TRT or anything like no. that... <laughs> um, I don't find that I don't think he's going to beat Lombard. I um, don't either. But yeah, I look, would... he's he's one H bomb away from winning at any point in time. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And Hindo has been one of my favorite fighters through his whole career. Um, one of the I think the only two weight champion in Pride. Um, his biggest enemy in this fight is Usada. I, I don't even think it's that. I think it's his fucking birthday candles, man. I think oh. the guy's just like look. There's he's a younger certain... than all of us. And and we talked about this before. It's the sad thing about MMA is that I think he's one of those guys. He could probably still beat 90% of the guys at his weight class. Maybe 90% of the guys at two weight classes. But he wants to. But guess what? Nobody wants to see him fight that 90% of the guys. They're all in Bellator. (laughs) They're all in World Series of Fighting. All the guys that are left at his weight class that he can't beat are all the guys that are ranked ahead of him in the UFC. And that's oh, all that people want to see him fight. And it's just a shame because it's like you could still see Hendo win. You could see him win without hurting himself or jeopardizing his career. But I don't think you can see him win at the very top of the division. Hector oh, Lombard man. is on his way to the top of that division. And I just think that he's going to run over him. See, and when here. you say that, I'm so sad because it makes me think of Crow Cop. He's one of my favorite fighters yeah. of all time. And that yeah. happened to him. And I'm still sad about it. Thanks for making me cry, Justin. Well, it happens. I mean, Arlovsky just went down that way to Overeem. Yeah. It's like Arlovsky can probably beat 92% of the guys or 93% of the guys in the, one of the hardest divisions out there. At the same time, he's not getting past the top six. You, you know, know, he's you know, just not. There's no way. My favorite thing Crow Cop did? What's that? Fucking murdering Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Oh, man. Oh, Left Leg Cemetery. 
So, um, <laughs> Max blessed Holloway. Shitty name. Versus Ricardo. Yeah, but I love yeah, Holloway. He, he's a great fighter. Ricardo fire, Lamas is a great fighter, too. This is number four and number five. And did you know that he is Lorenzo Lamas's brother? Ah, Ricardo Lamas. Yes. <laughs> I'm picking Holloway for this fight just because I think I feel like his streak has been <laughs> super awesome recently. Byron's calling up the fight. Oh, my God. Oh, see. It'll be over soon. Yeah, it's, it's almost done. This is... Terrible. What's his gimmick here? Dos Caras? Dos Caras Jr. Yeah. His gimmick is getting kicked in the fucking face and dying. Yeah. Dying so much they have to pull the mask and off so, his face. But this is how when he get, comes to the ring, Dorio gets away with saying that he's an MMA fighter, right? Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is what he was bragging about when he started at WWE. WWE. He, he won a fight. He, he did. won a fight he by stomping. Fight, right? uh, I remember once he won a fight by stomping the shit out of the person because it was Japan and that was okay. It was, but his wins, his record got bounced out because of sort of. Flipovich is already right? putting it on his chin here. Jeez. Well, this is this is when he was called the pro wrestler. Crocop, head go. kick, there we go. Oh my god! There we go. Oh, take his mask off to give him some air. Shades oh, because he's dying. Shades of Petey Williams, Mark Coleman, just like fucking <laughs> dying like his career is in WWE. Suck it, Alberto. God, if Crocop had been wearing shoes, that would have been exactly like the Petey Williams kick mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Boom! Right in the it dome like part. Oh, come on. Oh, he fucking hit him. This coming from a guy who watches like 17 hours of wrestling a week, now you're now you're gonna yeah. say it looks like he didn't hit him. That that was a hit, dude. I, I will show you personally. Um, Put anyway, a mask on. So I'm picking I'm picking uh Holloway <laughs> in this not fight against fucking dive. <laughs> Did you hear him say he dove? What the fuck? <laughs> Okay. This is why we don't let Byron talk about MMA too much. Jesus Christ. Anyway, Max Blessed Holloway. I'm picking him over Lamas. And that's a tough, tough fight. That might be fight of the night. I hope he has Lorenzo we'll in see. his corner. Cruz versus Faber. Oh, yeah. Holy fucking... shit. The shit talking. Let's go, Cruz. On this fight has been. And, and it's funny that you should say that because I, after hearing the shit talking this week, mm-hmm. I'm actually in Faber's corner. Jesus Christ. I know that's surprising to you, isn't it? I want to go was, home right now. I was huge for Cruz winning the belt. I loved it. I think I'm seeing something in Faber right now that I haven't seen in him since his WEC days. Dude. I think I think this might be the last run for it, but I think the real California kid from WEC mm. is back. Carrie Von Eric looking motherfucker. We'll see. Um but dude, all the shit he's been talking about, Cruz, about his back fat and yeah. his... I'm oh. sorry that the guy had fucking career-ending surgery and he's a little fat, you piece of shit, but Texas tornado-looking motherfucker. carries a belt in UFC? This isn't pro wrestling who's got moves. He's got... Cruz got man boobs, dude. Dude, it's okay. And Uriah is calling it's him out It's just more to it. hold on to when he's getting the loving, baby. And I love, I love Uriah <laughs> shit-talking too, to Cruz about... Because I thought Cruz's shit-talking with Dillashaw was awesome because he did it with analyzing the fights yeah he like did it with straight analytics yeah. and pointed it out now he he's did trying it to do a broadcast journal now he's trying to do that with faber and faber's taking him to task for and just telling him that he's a bitch for just using analyzing yeah to- clearly kicking him right in the fucking head byron oh, oh the punch <laughs> after is even better that that one's for ricardo byron's all over byron's just on the internet right now yeah um anyway i I am going to pick Faber for this one. I think that Casey's obviously going to pick Cruz. You know what? Byron's going to pick a donut. I have an autographed Dominic Cruz Frank UFC Shamrock. training card. I love Dominic Cruz. I really do. I, I, just... I pulled that randomly out of packs. I got a little card that I had to mail in to get that shit. 
and I want that to go up in value. So let's go, Cruz. Don't let me down, brother. I'm going to call, I, I feel, second round guillotine Faber wins. I'm going to call. It's my very specific pick First round tap out during due to being afraid. <laughs> Cruz wins. That's like the tap from strikes. Yeah. That's like the thing you never want to do in it gets MMA. Too spooky. You're a total yeah. bitch if you tap from strikes. He does the fucking Razor Ramon fingers at Uriah and he taps out on his leg. <laughs> um, so then we got our last fight and more shit talking has abounded in this one. Holy yes! smokes. And people, if you have not watched the press conference for this, I don't even care if you listen to this show after the fight. Go back and watch the UFC 199 press conference because yeah. it was more entertaining to me than the fights that I've watched if recently. If you want to see Angelico talk some shit. <laughs> <laughs> pretty boy. Pretty boy Luke Rockhold. Um, uh, he's going to have to be pretty boy Angelico now. Luke is talking. Look, look, Luke is a good shit talker. He's a cocky, confident motherfucker, and he's a good shit talker. And Bisping is, is like the best. slapping him down oh, with the shit talking. God, I just want to like, give yeah, Bisping the I know I fight. might not win, but I'm still going <laughs> to break your face. Just the, whatever he's yeah, saying. Break your is, pretty face. I just don't even know what Bisping's talking about gonna sometimes. Hold you down but it's and fuck your mouth fucking, in front of all the people. And that's how it is. That's how yeah. he's talking. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, Luke Rockhold went dirty, though. Luke Rockhold said some shit about the man's fucked up eye. Yeah. Now, look, this is a legit injury that he has from being a goddamn warrior. Yeah. I thought that that made Rockhold look more face. heel and bitch than I've ever seen him before. This, this is, is like, not just like making fun of somebody for some shit that they could control. This is not Uriah right. making fun of Cruz for having back fat. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> Funny, it, the when guy you're calling can't a professional glands, Justin. I know, but when you're saying a professional fighter has a muffin top, that's <laughs> fucking funny. Okay, God damn it, <laughs> when it's cruel. When you're saying a dude who got his eyeball almost fucking poked out and almost yeah. lost his career over it yeah. is yeah. a bitch for being cross-eyed, and that you're gonna mess up his other fucking eye. Yeah, that's like this has gone past Bushido here, and Luke Rockhold has gone into. What the fuck, motherfucker? Like, this is not cool to I've me. Been, I've been known to make fun of Shawn Michaels on occasion. I didn't I even have. care. Like, when Conor McGregor was talking about uh, Dos Anjos leaving Brazil and living in L.A. and that his whole family was living in L.A. and being traitors, I didn't even think that was as bad. Because guess what? Mm -hmm. Dos Anjos actually made that choice. It was a conscious choice to come and train in America mm -hmm. because he felt like he had better training and a better life for his kids. Yeah. And if someone's going to make fun of you about that, guess what? I think that's fair game. This thing didn't go, man, I want to get my fucking eye poked out. Yeah. Here. And like, I wonder what Mike Winklejohn has to say about it, who's one of the head trainers at Jackson Winklejohn down there. Mm -hmm. He's had a similar issue and doesn't have his fucking eyeball now. You know what I mean? Like, he can't fucking see out of one of his goddamn right. eyes, and it it affects his ability to work as a trainer, even. I want to see Luke Rockhold make fun of New Jack's lazy eye. So, yeah. Again, Luke, that was some nasty, dirty heel shit. That was some, some shoot heel shit. Maybe you should back off of that. I like <laughs> shit talking in MMA. I think it needs more of it. But that was like, if you have to go that low... At you're, least do you're the Dario Cueto and make eye-related puns the whole time. Maybe. Like you did the big I rig. I don't even know. I just think it was dirty. I don't even think it's entertaining your fans, like uh. your hardcore fans. No, because everyone's like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, it's yeah. like, take, take, a, take a key from the, cue from the Conor McGregor book of, yeah, you can play a little bit dirty, but keep it fun. Make it funny. You can still be intense, but mm -hmm. 
there's a way to shit talk and drum up business for a fight without going there. Like Bisping, I think, has it down. I don't think Bisping even disrespects Luke that much. He's talking about the, the sparring that he won with them, which is a little bit of a dirty tactic. You yeah, don't, te- technically don't talk, talk about, about training shit. Training yeah. shit, but it did come out, and he's, he even acknowledged it in the press conference. He was like, look, I fucking said it. I'm talking about the training shit. I know I'm not supposed to, but I whooped your ass there. What do you have to say about it? Now's your chance to talk about it. Luke didn't say shit. Yeah, he did he was, not deny it. He didn't say dying shit. dying on the inside. Because what doing. guess what? And I'm here to tell you, Bisping probably got the better of him in that training room. Because you know what? They were probably training boxing. Bisping is a better boxer. Yep. And that's what this fight is going to come down to, Justin. Well, here's the thing. This is where Justin shits on my Here's dreams. the thing. <laughs> my, my money, my personal money, is on Luke Rockhold. Is on Bisping. Oh, really? All right, Justin. As you can tell from my picks from last week, however, this may be a crime of passion against myself. Because... Uh, yeah. Byron has I feel the like the good money no. is on Rockhold. I, I can't say that it isn't. He's just, in this weight class, he's one of the most well-rounded guys. Bisping, though, has some fire. He is coming off of beating one of the greatest of all times. I won't Fuck necessarily yeah, call is. Anderson Silva the GOAT. I think that, or maybe he is right now. I think today, Anderson Silva is the GOAT until John Jones beats Cormier a second time, and then John Jones will be the GOAT and probably stay the GOAT for a long time. I don't know, man. You haven't seen my creative fighter on UFC too. <laughs> um, but so I, I feel like just Rockhold is super well-rounded. You know, you got these other guys out there. You got your Jacare's and your Yoel Romero's that are coming up that could be um, trouble for him. I just don't know that Bisping is even supposed to be that guy. Um, Cause I feel like those guys beat Bisping, but Bisping does have a way to beat Rockhold. The problem for Bisping is this. I think the best way for him to beat Rockhold is to take the whole fight and make it a points fight. Mm-hmm. I think he's got to Mayweather him. I think he's got to dance around him, <sighs> stick it on that. his eyeball. I think he's got to bore the shit out of the crowd. But damn it, this is the UFC title. Made fun of his you eyeball. didn't have a full camp. You got to get up on your fucking bicycle. You got to move. You got to backpedal. You got to sidestep and you got to jab. You, you have run to run away fucking like jab. Leoto Machida. There's a lot of guys in the UFC that think they can box. Conor McGregor being one of them. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you very, very few of them have a jab that is a real professional boxing level jab. I think that Bisping does. It might not be at the heights of pro boxing jabs. I'm not saying that the guy's fucking Roy Jones. I'm <sighs> saying that if he was in, you know, he was a 2-0 and o boxer starting off his boxing career, he'd have a pretty good jab. That's still 98% better than most of the guys in UFC who think they can box just because they work some boxing. Mm-hmm. MMA boxing is not the same as real boxing people. It's just not. Connor showed that, I think, in his training videos boxing recently. I think that Bisping, however, knows how to keep his hands up, put that left in there, sting him on the fucking face. That is his only key to victory here. He has to stay off the ground. He has to stay out of the clinch. And damn it, don't try any spinning wheel kicks. I just want (laughs) Bisping to rip his fucking eyeball out. I do too. (laughs) That's That's all all. I want. So there's no uh, Connor talk in the news this week. Uh, Maybe some mild stuff. That, that whole Mayweather thing might still happen. The August 20th fight with Nate might still happen. Nothing to see here, folks, which I know a lot of people want to hear what I have to say about Connor. I have no 
no stuff for Connor this week. You know what I have to say? Don't be scared, homie. Don't be scared. Um, I'm not surprised, mother. Yeah. We got an I'm not surprised at at UFC fight night. Anyway, oh, yeah. there is, however, some major shit talking that's not on this card that has been happening for UFC 200. John Jones said he was going to leave DC alone for a while. Like, let the UFC 199 guys have their hype or whatever. Daniel fucking Cormier, who is a fucking heel, <laughs> just like his training partner, Luke Rockhold. Daniel Cormier is a fucking heel now, whether he likes it or not. There you go, Olympian. Um, he puts up a beat up John Jones face on his heavy bag and posts it on fucking wherever. <laughs> and then John Jones retweets at it. Um, now he knows that he is balls deep in DC's head. Wow. He said he was balls deep in the man's psyche, mm-hmm. which I got to say is true. DC, why are you fucking John Jones? Is an infamous shit talker, mm-hmm. and he will totally be glad to fuck with you. He said he's going to let it fucking drop. You guys both kind of had the last word at your last press conference. There's no reason to be starting shit this week. Connor's fucking silent. Connor's big mouth who's trying to fucking get more money. Connor and Nate don't have shit to say this week. Yet, DC's got to post this fucking thing. And I, I, I You don't like, want to know what he's watching on his phone. I right like now. the... F- what is that? <laughs> I'm watching highlights from YouTube of him last night. Oh. Did you go? Uh, no. No, I got Some girl into stealing a... uh, Joey Ryan's gimmick, no, basically. No, it's... A girl. Joey oh. Ryan first did his, uh, his ballplex, uh-huh. and then uh, his fiance did the same move to Scorpio Sky. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of in the family now, so I think she's allowed that move, right? Yeah, I wasn't offended by her taking his move. That was Casey. I was just watching Scorpio Scott try to sell it. I'm offended by you watching professional wrestling that isn't Lucha Underground while we're talking about MMA on our podcast. No, I'm totally... Can can we not keep watching Alberto Del Rio getting his head fucking kicked in? Because that was entertaining. (laughs) You wanted to put that on loop? Yeah. I'm just... This is I'm contributing as much as I would as if I wasn't on my phone to your MMA stuff. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, the good news is I'm I'm practically done. So who I, do you pick, Byron? Uh, Rockhold Bisping, you got to at least have a pick there, right? Oh, I think Bisping is gonna go down. I think he'll lose. But I love the shit talk more than the thought of the actual. Fight. And isn't that sad though? Because it is kind of like this great fairy tale Cinderella story. I mean, he <sighs> fucking beat Anderson Silva in London See, to finally earn a title shot after ten years. Ten years after winning Ultimate Fighter and coming in as an official UFC fighter. There's two kinds of people on this podcast, Justin. There's people who predict things and are wrong every time, and people who hate Cuerno, and people who fucking <laughs> get everything right. When have I got a Lucha Underground prediction wrong, Byron? You're at all the tapings, so I don't know how you would get something wrong. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, I'll say something in line, and it'll happen that night. You've seen this happen numerous times. Yeah. Because uh, I'm inside. I'm balls deep in their psyche, bro. And I know how Dana White books. Who was it that wanted to come on the show? It was Brandon that wanted to come on the show, wasn't it? Yeah, um, Brandon, if you want to come on the show, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just saying no. <laughs> no, Brandon. I think we should have you on the show. And shout out to to all the Lucha Click who's been listening. The uh, 
The show is a roaring success when yeah. Brian's not on it. Yeah, yeah. when I'm on, it gets no. higher ratings. Keep, keep sending us shout out to everyone who listens. Uh, see you online well, at I the love, next show. I love that um, even DJ fucking retweets us the week that Casey's not on. Yeah. And we still somehow got lower numbers than we did without a, a retweet from DJ. And So you got a boost from DJ and Cortez Castro. That's because Casey yeah. goes around on every computer at his work and plays it muted in the background Fuck, on, I should do on that SoundCloud. Because I am in the IT department and that gives me the license to do shit to every computer. I you need could, to do that. You could do the link to the episode as part of the startup. So whenever someone a computer boots <sighs> up, it'll go to the website and auto Dude, someone will listen to it and I'll get fired for something I said on this show. They're very HR. Oh, you think so? yeah. <laughs> they yeah. might not like something you said on the show? Yeah. Well, no, hey, Brandon, speaking of Brandon, he says he's got a theory on... Uh, I was trying to find it, but it's so far back after all my oh, yeah, live he thinks, tweets. He's got a theory on, uh, what, a Melissa thing? Yeah. Um, Which is interesting. We should have him on to, to tell yeah, us about so it. so we can tell him he's wrong. You think so? Uh, I think... Everyone, you know the whole theory. But don't, I, don't give away his, his gimmick. No, like, let I, him come say it. We'll, I, I think he's wrong, but um, I'm just saying that to be an asshole to Brandon. Also, uh, everyone <laughs> That's keep... at Brandon 120 on Twitter. Yeah, you guys can up, hit Brandon? him up. Thanks and... for listening, dude. Hopefully we see you yeah. soon and you're doing good. Um, yeah. And so thanks... hit him up on Twitter and tell him that, that, uh, get him pumped up to come on. Maybe we'll have him on, do a call in thing. For yeah. Cause week. we kind of figured out the phone thing. So it works. You don't even yeah. have to like travel to us, which would be great for me since I drive the farthest out of anybody, yeah. but you know, well, and Byron, you're gone next week. I'm gone on Friday. I shouldn't so even say that because then everyone's just going to want to listen next week and oh, not even dude. listen to this podcast. Yeah, guys, but this gone. podcast is over, so tell I guess we friend. can say it now. Tell we your get, friends that Byron's gone. We could do it Thursday. Yeah, no, we, so this is officially... No, we fucking can't because I got to work, dude. We might have to we do it. Do we need to Thursday. do Thursday night. Can you do Thursday night? We can do Thursday night after like fucking 4.30 and then I got to drive all the way down here at 4.30. Oh. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You see how this podcast thing is so hard? But you know, I'll bring donuts or something, so we'll we'll make something happen. I'll probably get here by like seven thirty. Keep sending your emails. We have a lot. We're still sifting through all the questions. <laughs> yeah. No, really, seriously, if you have a question, send it to us for real. Don't just tweet at us. Send it to MMM Show seventy five at gmail.com. It's mm show seventy five. Mm, it's tasty. Mm, tasty. Um, and we will we'll answer it and we'll make it entertaining for you too. Um, oh, do we have any questions right now that anyone's they're, emailed? They're not good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, we get quite, like, again, I, we get a lot of questions, I think, throughout the week on Twitter, but we oh. tend to answer a lot of them. You know what's a good question? We've gone How many back donuts and forth. are left? We are down to four out of a dozen. Oh, wow. We, we really went after it. We is Byron. I had one fucking donut. <laughs> Casey's the biggest dude here and had one, one donut. One donut because I had Taco Bell before I came over here. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't eat Taco Bell. That's bad for you. Yeah, and Byron's water shut off, so now I got to go home to take a shit. Oh, fuck. My water shut off. Until 5 p.m., brother. Oh, no warning. Yeah. Hey, was that, John that's... Cena on TV this week? Oh yeah, that's right. He does that reality show challenge thing with all the like the people doing the military stuff. The rip uh, broken skull challenge. No, no, he's got his own version. That goddamn <laughs> son of a bitch, John fucking his ass. Uh, I do want to say this. We talked. Me and Casey talked about it a little <laughs> bit last week. The the brand split, as people are calling it. It's more not like a, bland shit. It's not like everyone's all excited about this whole thing. 
don't be too excited, people. All it means is five hours of WWE product live. Yeah, and you'll see your are favorite you happy, guys lose even more. Are you happy with the three hours of live television that they're doing already? No, no Look, is. the honest, real solution, the only thing that would really make everyone happy is if Raw went back to being two hours long. Yeah. Oh. Don't kid yourself. The only thing that will ever make you love Raw the way you used to love Raw during the Monday Night Wars... I thought you were going to say the live murder of Roman Reigns on television. No, no not even that. He's not the problem. With a two-hour Raw, you could get Roman Reigns over. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, Roman Reigns is getting a strong reaction as a champ, and he's he does all Look, right in the, the reaction. And, and here's and, the thing I'll tell you about Roman Reigns. You're still talking about him. Yeah. He's he's a main event guy. I just did it he because just Byron dreams about he's him. Not, he's not the babyface Cena that they want him to be, but hey. whatever. You know, know, he's he's, he's this... also not moving merch very well. Uh, you know dude. who's moving merch better and has been moving merch better and not even been on TV was Seth Casey Rollins. Neils. Seth Rollins, yeah. They they really messed up with Seth Rollins. You know what? All I got to say is that, you know, at the mall, like Hot Topic sells wrestling shirts. There's only like five or six guys that they do it for, and there's two fucking Roman Reigns shirts there. Do we really well, I believe that? it, but that's because 15-year-old girls are the only ones that are over with that Roman Reigns is over with. Yeah, but you know what? Which And there's something to be said for that. I'm not even going to diss on Daniel Bryan shirt there once. Look, if it there's... It looked like Luke Harper, but it was Daniel Bryan. If there's characters that are over with high school girls, that is a key demographic for them to stay popular especially on TV. They're mm. great TV viewers. I mean, they've kept MTV alive as a network for 10 fucking years now when it should have died. But at the same time, so you can't act like that's your top fucking piece of the product when they're selling, when he's what, number 14 on their merchandising list mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins is number one. Mm-hmm. Look at the merch people. Follow the trail yeah. of merch. You watch next year. The Pentagon merchandise should go through the roof. Yeah. It better go through the fucking roof. Yeah. You know what? I personally have bought and a Rey lot. Mysterio. How how many Pentagon shirts do you have, Byron? Uh, you got like four three. fucking masks though. I have no. I have two Pentagon shirts, and I have one, two. I expect like four masks. Lucha Underground merchandising to be on a different level next year. I have I think four that, Pentagon shirts. I think that <laughs> Ring of Honor is actually doing a decent job with their merchandising. Oh. WWE, I think if they follow the trail of their merchandising, and yes, that'll give us New Day that everyone knows I'm not a huge fan of. But honestly, WWE should follow the trail of their merchandising. It's not a fan of King Cuerno either. And hmm. start pushing those people. Like, oh my God, Bailey sells a fucking shirt. Sasha sells a fucking shirt. Charlotte... Yeah. What does Charlotte sell? I don't know who Bailey is. Charlotte doesn't even she's sell moves. How is she going to sell a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bailey isn't on the main roster, so she doesn't count as a human being. I'm sorry. Oh, that's that's true. Uh, actually, Whatever. I don't mean that because Shinsuke is on NXT. And Triple, I think Triple yeah. H is going to change that again. And I've said this before too. Triple A or Triple H is going to change the way people think about NXT because he wants that fucking rub. Can I say that Triple A and Triple H are more similar than some of you guys may know? That's Ooh. all I'm going to say. Uh, that's some heat right there. They can't take Bailey or Asuka off NXT because if they did, they wouldn't have an NXT women's division worth talking about. Nia Jax. Maybe. <laughs> hey, but that's, no, that's Nia, the whole thing. Then you yeah, got to go out and you got to find uh, or make yeah. the talent to replace them. But like, ah, dude, Nia, Nia, cool. Jax, Nia Jax is something and she will be, uh, she will be someone to watch at some point. But, 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 I got to say right this. Now. I got to say this though. Look, 
you 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 got a baseball team, you got a club, you got your minor league team. If all of a sudden some kid is down in the fucking minors throwing 102 every fucking fastball, you put him up to the fucking majors. You pull the motherfucker up. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he's the dude selling out that minor league stadium all day long. You put him on the fucking big show. Yeah, yeah. and, and NXT she is not, fucking throwing yeah. heaters every time out. God damn it! Yeah. You put her on the big show, and, Finn and you is, take your lumps on the little one. Is, Finn wants to stay down in Orlando so he can do, you know, girls. yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will say this: if, if I were, if I, <laughs> just saying, that's it's, exactly it's, what it's I, basically what they say what on the talking shop podcast. What do anyway. I know? Full but sale's only my alma mater. I will I say don't know uh, about it. But you think Finn, Joe, Shinsuke, those guys are not signed to the NXT contract. They're signed to what they're worth. Like right. they're not losing out on too much money in NXT. But Bailey, Ooh. you know, she could go up, and maybe she doesn't get the treatment she's getting in NXT. But she'll be able to buy her own house. Fuck. Okay. Fuck all this talk. Like I think she. I mean, she the real to announcement. Go up. The real announcement, Byron. What? WWE 2K17. Because as much as I hate the promotion, I fucking love the games. They're no fire pro. I give you that. But me and Byron, wrestling game enthusiasts. You're Justin, true. I know you can't be asked to pick up a controller uh, these days. I'll get back to it. As soon He's as I get still over in the last tunnel. generation, you guys. I got an Xbox that you can. Borrow. The original. I Xbox? got a 360. Yes. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Whatever. I got a Sega Genesis and a cracked PlayStation One in my house too. Shit. I can play copied games, but that oh, doesn't help me. Get yourself um, Fire Pro G. You will thank me later. Oh yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, Fire Pro Wrestling, best wrestling game ever made. And I'm not talking about that shitty Avatar one they did for the Xbox 360. But WWE 2K17 got announced. We know that the cutoff date for the roster is WrestleMania, and we know who debuted before WrestleMania. So maybe, just maybe, we get Nakamura in the game, even though all his moves and shit were already in there. But I think they make him DLC because fuck us. That's why. Because that's how they I work. I don't know. I think, I think that that deal was in the works long enough that he might actually make it in. It would be pretty cool, though. Did you see the commercial? No, I haven't did? seen it. Oh, okay. do you know? You don't know anything about it. No. Um, basically the commercial is showing the new DLC bonus. Like we got with sting and we got with stone cold and this year's is Goldberg. Oh yeah. I heard about yeah. this. Yeah. And, uh, you get both versions of Goldberg black tights and then his, his UFC, UFC type. Yeah. Black yeah. and white tights. Well, and, but I mean, look, yeah. that's still a name that sells. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say I have a pop for it, but at the same time. Well, the commercial shows him getting taken away from police and driven to Suplex City. Oh. Yeah. Because that, who wants to re- relive that match? That was a great match. <laughs> yeah. I think I think it might be, I was reading it might be a hint that Lesnar will be the the cover of the of the game. You know who I make that the cover? Sense. Fucking Undertaker. That's who I make the cover. That's yeah. what I make the cover of every Why? game ever. Because he's the fucking Undertaker. <laughs> oh, come on. That's, I mean, but isn't that done? Uh, Lesnar, at least, they still have to push a little bit for the four and a half days he's going to work <laughs> Dude, this Dude, all his good matches in career mode, you're not going to be able to replicate if What's they make What's the next it match he's going to be on? Is he going to be on SummerSlam or what? Oh, who cares? It's going to be some shit where he beats somebody with momentum that sh- that's going to be there the next day, and then he goes and runs around for like a few months and fucks Sable and lives on a farm, well, look. eats some Jimmy Johns. <laughs> eats some Jimmy Johns <laughs> with his big death clutch skull. Yep. Um, and speaking of which, this is the last thing I'll talk about, but we'll let you people get off of your machines. You AJ people. Styles, do you, do you like this, this, this angle? This Happy birthday, AJ Happy birthday, AJ. You I like it. I think homophobe. it's good. I think there's a lot of parallels between him and Cena. And 
I mean, I don't know how they're going to, where they're going to go with it. I, hmm. I don't know how much faith we can ever have and where they're going to treat a guy like AJ Styles I think against a guy a like of... Cena. But well, I mean, I, like I think it's good because it. it's going to have to be a lot of mic time yeah. to work a program. And then he's going to be like, Yo, hey, y'all John Cena. But, who, and, but he, this pushes away a little bit from the, the Gallus-Anderson yeah. Bullet Club thing. I don't like while. these guys but in the Bullet think, Club. We're broken up. No, but what happened was, I mean, Styles was, I think, probably the most over babyface on the show. And then they turn kind God, of. God, is that so true? Well, he yeah. was actually it's Seth Rollins, and he's a heel. But no, the asterisk <laughs> on that is that Shinsuke's in NXT, so right. that's yeah. why AJ is the most over. And then um, this just makes Casey's crotch but, itch. But they they turned him heel, and normally that's kind of I mean because Roman's the top baby. And Can we insert those heels. dick sucking sounds again? But. Uh, the only reason I think it's okay and it works is because that's what he was doing in Japan. They put him with his Bullet Club mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. They could do some strong work on the other side of Cena. I think I think they'll do an okay program. I don't know if it's going to pay off well. I don't we'll know see. if they're going to... we got to make Cena look strong. Uh, yeah, I, I, wish, mean, I wish I just uh, could have a time machine where somebody could go forward in time, get all of their segments, put it on one... 35 minute tape for me and let me watch it all at once so I don't have to suffer through three hour raws to get to it over the next hey you guys know what my solution is you know what my real solution is not watching fucking any of it boom mic drop well I did some of that but you know I do get questions about the stuff all the time and I like to kind of be informed and I watch Stop asking us questions about story. shit that's not Lucha Underground people I want to see I want to see I want to see a big AJ Cena match all right. I think they're going to uh, blow the roof off. I want to see Pentagon Jr. win the Lucha Underground Championship. Wait, did you guys say happy birthday to AJ Styles? Yeah. yeah. I, I called him And a you said happy though. birthday to Vampiro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Every, you know who you guys didn't say happy birthday to? Oh, happy birthday, Justin. No, it's not my birthday. His fucking, birthday's in March. Oh. You piece of shit. The queen of the heels, fucking heel Smashly. Happy, oh, birthday. happy birthday! Hey, happy birthday! Yeah, I wonder right. if we're the J-Man, only take podcast her out somewhere nice. Yeah, I wonder if we're the only podcast this week that said happy birthday to to Heel oh, Smash. Oh, I haven't listened to theirs. Maybe they did. I don't know. There's just one great. up right before we started recording. It'd this, be so. great if J Man did, but then Urban cut it out just Aww. to get him heat. Oh, and he's sleeping on the couch because Urban edited the podcast. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, well. Shit. To the Queen of Heels, Heel Smashly, happy birthday. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday. And we're looking forward to seeing you at Ultima Lucha, but we might be standing outside because we don't know if we have tickets. Some no. of us aren't on the, the VIP, I don't think. And they did tell us that we're getting tickets before you guys, so actually you might want to make sure you have them before you come. <laughs> Just say, but it's my birthday. <laughs> Just say that. Just email and say, it's my birthday. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be just a hot clusterfuck of hatred of not being able there to... There was some last year, and we've heard about it, and we've heard about people being told they came in and then turned away for VIPs, and I would have a complete shit attack if that happened. But yeah. I would, in a nice way. I'm not going to be like an asshole. No, it's just we really want to see it, but so do a yeah. lot of other people, and there's only a couple hundred seats in the temple, man. You yeah. know what? If it happens, we'll go to Little Tokyo, we'll eat some udon, and we'll feel a little and bit honestly, better. I, I honestly mm. feel like I don't know if there's a way to do this algorithmically, but of people who have gotten tickets through email, I feel like Lucha should almost just go down the list in order by how many people have come to mm-hmm. how many shows. Whoever's come to the most shows, invite those people to Lucha under to Ultima Lucha first and go straight down the list, which would even put me further down. 
because I haven't been to as many as some people. But at the same time, I feel like that would be the fairest way to do it. Like the people I'm going to go been, with that because that would mean I'd always get tickets. I mean, the people who have been repping Lucha Heart, but honest to two. God, and this is no slight to the Lucha system or anything. A guy like you who has been repping the product since day one, like should be yeah. there. Well, that's eh. part of part of where they're still figuring out how they're running that side of the business. Right. As far well, as it's the not TV a business because they're not selling tickets. Yeah. They're just booking audiences and they're doing it with a little bit of preferential treatment. But at the they're same time. Better. But it's a TV show. You, it's just, a TV show. you just say show up by four. And, and first their, come, first their bigger yeah. concern at the beginning and of it show was, up at 7 was packing that fucking room and having a good audience. But now it's yeah. to the point where you know the room is going to be packed. So now you want the best audience you could get. The people that you want to bring to tapings are the people who cheer loud, Us. who don't stare into the camera and Us. fuck with Vamp when he's doing segments. Yeah. By the way, everyone who sits behind the announce table at a taping, like, get stand loud. up and do something. Yeah, get but loud. don't bother Vampiro so he's about to turn around and punch yeah. you in the face. And don't stare into the camera either. Jesus. Yeah. Like, Unless you're masturbating. Goon. Like, seriously, if you sit don't behind the announcers, me. sit back there, chant lucha when vamp looks at you to chant fucking and the, or the assistant director or whoever's doing it when they point at you fucking cheer your ass off but have a modicum of respect for yourself too you don't have to stick your tongue out and stare in the fucking camera and hi mom the shit out of it that yeah. just looks Dude, stupid and that makes us all cool look like let's that's be adults about like this. fucking put your friend in the crossface chicken wing if you want <laughs> yeah go go full bob back then make the face turn purple yeah oh my god and don't let go unless they say i submit mr bob backland so anyway uh, yeah, I, I think that I don't know how Ultima Lucha is going to go down this year. We really hope to see all of our friends there this year. We really hope that we get to go. Yeah. We hope that you get to go. Um, and if really you don't and we, we get, get to go, go we won't cry for you, but <laughs> we will cheer loud for you. Um, but yeah, like I think, I think there should be a certain system to the whole thing. I don't know how they've worked it out, but they've been trying different things with line passes, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, we love Lucha. We want to be there. So hopefully the other people who do get to go really want to be there too. And then I won't and be so mad if you don't get to go. Let us in. Yeah, I doubt they're listening yet. Two know. hours and 38 minutes of this oh, podcast. Oh, is anyone still listening? Sorry, two, this is a two-hour podcast? This is longer than two hours. This hey, is guys, officially the longest one I'm ever. I'm going to let you in on oh. Lucha Libre's secret hey, who? you've listened so long. Go ahead. Blue Demon Jr. is Oh, snap. You heard it here. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, another C-Hotel Octagon. Well, and on that note, folks, we got to get out of here. I got places to be. I got donuts to eat if I can ever get them out of Byron's sticky, grubby hands. No, they're sticky, though. He's busy turning them into poop right now. So until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Stay in the mix.